Yeah. Good morning, America. Good morning, America. Good afternoon, America. Good evening, County. Let's do it. Let's crack these open, man. Ready. Cheers, bro. Thanks for having Thank. me. Thank Salute. you for stopping Thanks by. Oh, Louis came from the back. That, that sounded kind of weird. But... He, <laughs> he came from the back. <laughs> well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes. Welcome to another episode of the Kick It Podcast. Coming to you live from Oceanside, as always. I'm Louis Lope. I'm here with my boy Victor. Bruce and our special guest today, Jordan Hoffart. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Dude, thank you so much for coming through, man. Hey, stoked to be here, dudes. Thanks for having me. Dude, thank you, man. So how are you doing today? Start off. Man, I'm good. I'm super good. Um, yeah. I'm I'm tired. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been <laughs> up since like 5 30 this morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were saying that you started off doing boxing this yeah. morning. That's already a workout on mm-hmm. its own. Yeah, we were getting after it. So I'm 36 right now, and I always kicked myself not getting into boxing when I was young. I was always interested in it. I just never did it because I just, like, skateboarding took off, yeah. and then we launched the brewery, and we're doing that. And so life just happens, right? But, like, um, a buddy – I got introduced to my buddy now, Adam Castro, and he lives in Carlsbad, and he's a, he's a boxing coach. And he's um, Joey Beltran, uh, who's the – bare knuckle champion mm-hmm. he's his head boxing coach wow so oh, shit. yeah so the dude's legit and uh he was down to take me on and gave me the homie hookup and uh you know and so i've been boxing i, I box with him try to box like three days a week monday mm-hmm. wednesday friday and uh dude it's going good so anyway long story longer I want to do a. I want to get in a boxing ring before I'm 40. <laughs> like like an official match like and everything. Yeah yeah yeah. Like I want to fight. Oh dude, TJ's always down to have fights. I mean, at least, at least you want to do it in California. Then you got to get your California <laughs> license. Be in the brewery. You know, you've seen the movie yeah. Creed, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Every Rocky movie, Creed, Creed two. <laughs> I kind of was I was falling off, but I was like, ah, I gotta watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so how long have you been back boxing for? Uh, since just I think it started in either end of March or early April. So oh, it's like been this recent, year? yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So definitely a rook, but I mean, I love it, and it's like, you know, I don't got time. I don't got. I'm getting older, so I'm like, I'm I'm really into it. Like I'm like, want to get better. We're like filming, so I can like review what I'm doing wrong, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I'm like super into it, but. I grew up doing martial arts with my dad. Like I was in karate from when I was like seven or eight till I was thirteen. Got my black belt in karate, and then skateboarding kind of took off. So, uh, karate, um, martial arts, like gymnast kind of shit, like all that stuff. All that stuff was like really instilled in me in an early age. So it's like, dude, I've been an MMA fan for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I watch every fight night. I like know everybody. Like I follow all the stats and like check out their sheer dog online and see like you know their history or we got we're all betting you know we're parlaying all the cards and everything so <laughs> yeah i'm pretty into it so um yeah well i mean uh, <laughs> box, boxing is not far from karate it's it's almost the same type of discipline you know contact sport uh and a lot of your power just comes from your legs like your core and legs like forget about your arms you just need conditioning and some good legs and you're set dude it's crazy conditioning like it's now that I'm like doing it, it's like I have such a newfound respect for boxing just as like a an art and like a dance and like technique and 
strategy. Like growing up, it was just like, oh, you know, there was this crazy stat where it's like, um, dudes are actually 4,000 less effective in a fight than they think they are. So <laughs> it was like, you know, you think you're walk around, like you think like, oh, I got that dude. And like you're, e- you're just, your ego's talking, you know what I mean? But then you go a couple rounds or you try to fight for three minutes straight. And it's like, you're fucking exhausted. <laughs> I, like, I was just hey. about to say, go in the ring for three <laughs> minutes and, and let me know. Yeah. And then times that by 10 or 12 for the boxers and you get like, what, 30, 45 seconds in the, in the middle. It's like, nah, fuck that, dude. It's like. it's like it's like what mike tyson says like everybody has a plan until they Mm -hmm. get punched in the face facts yeah you know what i mean it's like like, oh that actually happened yeah you go in like i mean i haven't gone in but like you think like oh man i've been training tough like i got this plan like but then even with some light sparring you get cracked when you're not thinking you're gonna get cracked and it's like man it wakes you up like oh shit like that whole plan just (laughs) all right cool this is for real and then you like you know, yeah, that's when you the windmill. up your natural, <laughs> yeah, the windmills, your natural uh, reaction is just to kind of shell up, like protect yourself, like, oh shit, now what do I do? You know, so right, right, yeah, it's 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 super gnarly. And like, I'm getting a lot more into watching boxing and just like, it's cool seeing. I always wondered, like, why do these guys only fight like once a year or like twice a year at most if like contractually agreed to? But it's like, dude, they're studying each other so much. Like before they jump into the oh, ring. Oh, when they're at, at a superstar level? Yeah. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you have to prepare, like just to do it once a year, I feel like is gnarly enough. Cause you're like, pre- they're watching, studying you and predicting everything you're going to do. And then you're watching them, studying them, predicting what they're going to do. And it's like a chess match. And then it's like they're trying to exploit your weaknesses and you're trying to exploit their weaknesses and then habitual things. So it's like boxing is all like setting traps capitalizing you know seeing how they react you know what i mean and then you're like oh you're starting to see patterns it's like okay as the rounds progress like i'm gonna lay it on a little thicker like how's their conditioning do i drag it drag them into deep waters like seventh eighth nine round and now they're getting tired so now i can like capitalize on my plan Mm -hmm. is it more like fuck it i'm going out there and banging early and knocking this dude out bang early uh, look for the weak spots and counter punch counter punch is probably like Mm -hmm. the best thing that you could do at any boxing match yeah Mm -hmm. and like range like understanding the range and keeping the distance and you know setting the tone with the jab and keeping them at range i mean it's fast it's just fascinating you know and i like I just kind of like skim passes like, oh, you know, boxing, whatever. It's cool. You're punching each other in the face. But it's like it's pretty, uh, you know, strategic. And yeah, I like, you got to like think fast. about like, all right, so they kind of have like this thing where when they try to go for that uppercut, they leave like their self open or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. small things like that you're studying. And just seeing the styles too, right? Because mm-hmm. styles make fights. And I like I relate it back to skateboarding. It's like, dude, you could be the best skateboarder on the planet. But if you shitty to look at when you're doing your tricks, like I don't care how good you are, if it looks like shit, it looks like shit. Yep. You know, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could do, you could do like a triple kickflip down twenty <laughs> stairs, and this mob is fucking, it's fucking rocketing down, and you're not catching it. And it's like a hail. Like if it just, you're just like, ew, dude, that's gross. I'd rather you just see a solid kickflip on flat done properly. So it's like same with fighting. You just see these guys like so in their element and elusive in like the movement mm-hmm. and it's just like fuck dude that must feel so cool to just be like predict like they're gonna strike and just like in the matrix you know what i mean like right. that's what i want i was like shit i want to feel like that that's <laughs> cool shit, you know like who 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 this is 
a quick head movement. Da, yeah. da, da, hey, get with me. And then you think like, ah, oh, I could be fast like that. And then you do it and you watch and you're like, dude, I'm like a fucking bag of potatoes. Like I look so shitty and I'm so slow. You think you're doing some like... dope ass head movement. Next thing you're going straight <laughs> to that punch. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets real, real fast. You're like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'm not. <laughs> well have you at least uh sparred yet jordan mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. oh nice i spar he just full I mean, my trainer just kind of messes with me though like you know it's like it's like a it's like a wolf playing with their food or something or like a dog playing with their food like he knows that he could take me out in any punch he wanted it's just kind of like but he like gives me the benefit of the doubt and, like, <laughs> you know lets me feel myself for a second get all hyped and then it's like ding like oh, okay, yeah. you're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so you were super into uh, like martial arts and stuff like that before you got into, k- into skating. Yep. How did you get into skating in the first place? Um. So I got introduced to. I was into it super young. Like I my. So we had um. It's kind of iconic for the time period, but we had the Richmond Skate Ranch, and so I grew up in Canada I'm from Vancouver. Canadian, eh? So, oh yeah. Fucking A, bud. <laughs> he did bring beer, so he was, he was nice from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple two-tree in there, yeah. But, yeah, so my whole family's uh, from Canada. They still live in Canada. I'm the only one down here. Um, but um, we had the Richmond Skate Ranch, and that was the generation before me. So you see, like, guys like Colin McKay, who were, like, Plan B, OGs, um, you know, Sluggo, Alex Chalmers. Those are all, like, the heavy hitters that I grew up watching. And so when I was six years old, they had the Richmond Skate Ranch. So I didn't know how to do shit. My, my dad was like, there's nowhere else to skate, really. So he, like, took me there, and that was kind of my first taste. And it's like, I'm six, so I'm, like, sliding down the ramps and probably just being annoying and getting in the way of everybody. But <laughs> I was the first time, I mean, it was, like, literally I had mini ramps all the way to a vert ramp, and it was just, like, almost reminded me of, like, the Ninja Turtles movie, like, back or like back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Skating exactly tunnel, you know what I mean? It, was, it just looked dope. You're just like, what the fuck? Where is it? Like, where am I right now? This is crazy. <laughs> so that, like, just forever, like, installed, and that's what started it. And then you're six, so when you're six, you're kind of just into a bunch of different shit. At least back then. I don't know. Now you see six-year-olds, and they're fucking, like, professionals and shit. <laughs> so yeah, like, they're just on their phone. Yeah. They're on YouTube making uh, thousands and millions of dollars <laughs> yeah. just selling toys. Yeah, selling TikTok yeah. stars, YouTube stars. Like, god damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got, there are, like, yeah, they're, like, rappers with deals at, like, six years old. <laughs> hey, facts. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Where, what are we even in right now? But, uh, yeah, so back then, I then I got into other stuff. That's when I got into karate. And it was something that my, my dad, I think he was interested in doing stuff like that, but he was waiting for, like, an opportunity, like, to do something with me, you know? So that was perfect. And then we got into martial arts together. We do karate for years. But I always skated. And then my sister was kind of into skating. She was, like, she always thought, like, skater dudes were hot. You know what I mean? Like, so, older or younger <laughs> like, sister? My older sister. So okay. she's, like, almost five years older than me. So she was into skating. She was like, uh, you know, she was up to date with all the pros at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she she thought it was cool. So she would she would be like a tomboy kind of skater chick to have like the she'd rock the etnies and hanging like, out in the scene. Yeah, you hanging know? out in the scene. You said the etnies, man. Yeah. Etnies, bro. <laughs> like, I remember the shoes. She had the etnies inner cities. It was like they came out in like 96, I think. But uh, and they had the fat tongues, like yep. the fat laces too. Yeah, make your legs look su- super small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like the pre DC court. Yeah. <laughs> you know why they called DC court the court? 
Nah. It was short for the food court because like all the kids that rocked him, there was a it was a there was a food court kids that rocked the DC oh, court because they didn't skate. They were just like mall kids. <laughs> oh, like the, po- the, the posters. Yep, exactly. Okay. That's what they call it. They, I don't know. I don't think anybody. I don't think DC wanted anyone to know that. But that's the that's the. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, long story short, on that one, um, she kind of got introduced me to the culture, and she went to a competition called Slam City Jam in '95, and it was at the Plaza of Nations, which is like this glass indoor outdoor building, and is like the biggest professional contest skateboard contest that was in western canada like so that was the big that was the big one every year everyone looked forward to it It was the dopest like it was kind of the wild wild west still there wasn't like a whole lot of regulation it was like security but not really and it was just like pros would just bring boxes of shit and like throw skateboards out and like throw stickers everywhere and passing blunts and it was a big party honestly so she got she caught a bunch of shit and she brought me back the uh, 1995 Airwalk promo video and it was like this short little like 10 minute video but that was like my first video that I ever like a VHS cassette VHS Uh tape and uh, and in the video was this dude Jason Lee who at the time was he he came out with his pro shoes his pro um, Airwalk shoe and. uh, in the whole video, it's like he's skating a bit, but he's like kind of just like playing around. He's like in some shots, he's like just playing tennis and like he's just being a dork. Like it's just like acting. Like he just made it like super funny and like fun. And I was just like, dude, that's fucking sick. Like this dude like just having the best time, like not really taking it all that serious. And he had like crazy good style. Like every trick he did, it was just like the way he did it. I was just like, fuck, that's sick. And then he went on like literally the next year uh he linked up with kevin smith and he got his first role uh, as actor in mall rats yeah that's that, a great movie that's a great movie and that yeah. blew him up that blew him up <laughs> to an a-list celebrity like boom he was a natural and did uh, he ever offer you a chocolate carbon pretzel he didn't i wouldn't take it from him <laughs> even to this day so it, it's 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 an odd the world works in really mysterious ways because fast forward now i end up after powell i end up riding for his skateboard company stereo i still ride for stereo but uh so you know i'm riding for the dude that basically introduced me that got me into skating that's a i ride for his company and you know no i know him at a like on a personal level and get to you know, it's fucking surreal. You know what I mean? It's cool. He's a good. He's a he's a really good dude, man. Uh, he he plays Earl, right? And yep. my name is Earl. Yep. Damn, yep. yeah, I like him I, in that world. Yeah, bro. <laughs> no, he's a great actor. Yeah. I, Vanilla I like Sky, him. dude. Um, what was it? Almost Famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an almost famous fucking movies, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, most people know him as an actor now. Like, but you know, old people, like older people know him as a skater. You know, like he started skating. Well, it's funny because I know his voice so well now um, that. Even when I see like a fucking commercial and I hear a voiceover, it's like I already know that's him that he's doing the voiceover. I'll text him like, I'll video the thing. I was like, "This is you, isn't it?" And he'll be like, "Hey, it actually pays pretty good, man." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I 
I fucking knew it was you, dude. And if you're like watching, you know, watching with the kids, the Alvin and the Chipmunks, and mm-hmm. he's in it, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Whatever. Hey. He was in the live action album, the Chipmunks, too. Yeah. Yeah. Get your money, player. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes, yeah, sir. Make those Chipmunks sing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, uh, so Stereo was who gave you your break as a professional? No, 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 no. So that was like years later. It was actually, um, I rode for 16 skateboards. Um, so back it up. So got into skating, um, got introduced by my sister, all that shit. And then, you know, was doing other stuff as well. But, but like once I got to like 10, then it was like I found other dudes that were skating too. And so it was like, oh, now I got a crew to do this with. You found a group of your own peers, you know, yeah. like, you know, like- I'm a little bit older. I'm not a, such a pussy. Like if I fall and eat shit, it's not like, ah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, my mom just have to run out and like. You gotta have that while skating, you know. Like you're yeah. gonna eat shit. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent every time. And I just don't think it. Just I just wasn't ready until I was like probably ten, and then it was just like, all right, dude, you're gonna be fine. Like this is fun. Like deal with it. You know? Stop being a little bitch. Um, so I found my crew, and um, and then that was it. It was like every day after school, it was just like we link up, go skate. We had um, we had this skate park in the summer so i grew up in a suburb called uh maple ridge it was about 45 minutes outside of vancouver and um it was kind of like back right up to the mountains so it was like really outdoorsy but then there was also kind of like farm like uh uh like uh berry fields like blueberries you guys mm-hmm. ever see that brand like pure pure Damn it, Louie, what happened there? What happened, Louie? No, I have the sound connected to the TV. Oh, I was man. trying to I was trying to share it. That's a sound bite. Huh? That's yeah. yeah, that was a yeah. I forgot because Louie's phone is on Instagram right now. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> there you go. What if you get a call right now? Then what? Well, they better go through Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Where right. <laughs> 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 start commenting. Uh, but to answer your question, Jordan, I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a buried field in my life. Yeah, okay. Nah, me neither. Well, you see them down here. I see I see the product here, but it was like, uh, that was like all of where I grew up. It was like blueberry fields and just like farming for the most part, you know? So it was like, yeah, a little bit of city. We we're out. We we're a little bit of a suburb, lots of outdoor farming. It was a cool, it was a cool place to... Mm-hmm. It was kind of lower income. It was a little, little rougher. Um, a lot of drugs, but uh, it was a cool place to live. It was a cool place to grow up. And um, so, anyway, in the summer we had this place called the Neutral Zone, and it was a, a curling rink during the winter. So, you guys know curling? Uh, we barely even know winter. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that when you throw? Like, you know, that, snow, that right? Like over. winter, and there's like snow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> When you slide that one thing over there, yeah, like, like in that little circle, they're just like brushing thing. it and they're yep. just brushing right in front of it. That's it's it. like an oval object, it's just like handle. They just right call right it there. the rock, the rock, yeah. Oh, kind of like a shuffleboard, yep. Oh, okay, but like on ice, and you're like sliding, they let go, and then they go sweep, sweep, and you got oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so okay. it doesn't like, yeah, stop, two, and then it's got to stop on basically like a target, and yeah. it's got to land in the middle, and then the next team goes and tries to smack it out of the way. And build points anyway it's a, it's a thing where i grew up it's i'm a, a little thing. bit cultured i know that. <laughs> so in the, you could obviously only do that in the winter time so they didn't have anything used for this arena when like in the summer so they converted into a skate park like with wood ramps and everything so that was like that was it like when school got out neutral zone pass and like all fucking day every day all summer that was it that's our training ground stopping ground so that was the crew. And then 
um, I got a subscription to a 411 video magazine. I don't know if you guys are familiar with 411. Mm-mm. So no. it was from here, Southern California. What the heck? Damn it, Louis. <laughs> Louis. No, I'm going to stop. I'm just going to stop. You're going to stop? We're not live anymore? No, we're still live. I mean, like, I'm going to stop. He's, like, he's, he's trying gonna... to, like, share it. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, just stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. So, anyway, it, it was from here. And so, it was a monthly subscription VHS tape that came in the mail. And so, it was a 411 video magazine. Ah, shit. You know what? I, I think my older brother used to have a subscription to that shit. Yeah, because yep. he would get, uh, he was heavy onto like getting VHSs uh, with, with skate videos. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. No, it does and ring a bell. The intro would go, dun, 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 and it was the slow mo intro section. So every trick was in slow mo, and that was like the next banger, or we call them NBDs, like never been done. And it was like every month you'd get the, get the VHS, and you have all your homies, and you put it in, and you'd be just like, Fuck, what are we gonna, you know? And he's like, whoa, fuck, I can't, like, ah, I can't fucking believe you did that shit. That was fucking crazy. Ah. So, I mean, dude, those memories, you can't, that was like everything, you know what I mean? It was the coolest shit. And like, we got so hyped after watching that, and you just wanna go skate after and then just fucking go all day, every day, you know? So that was like, that was the first intro to like the industry, I guess you could say, from like, uh, uh, con- um, before YouTube, all that shit. That was like, our update once a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the new shit that's happening. You know what I mean? Uh, and so we found out about um, a contest called Tampa Am. And it's in Florida, Tampa. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of like the amateur contest. They do Tampa Am and then they do Tampa Pro. Shout out Brian Shaver. That's my boy. He runs that shit. And he's been running it for like almost 30 years. So, wow. um, yeah. So that's where we needed to get to. That was the next goal. Like we got to skate and then we got to go compete in Tampa Am and get seen, you know. So we'd pull out our little camcorders and start filming each other and uh, make little sponsor me tapes, VHS tapes. And I'd bring a duffel duffel bag of VHS tapes with like handwritten letters. To, <laughs> Damn. It's all sharpied out. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> to whom it may concern. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. My name's Jordan. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> I live in. Uh, you can hit up my mom. <laughs> so my mom... Uh, shout out my mom. Love my mom. Uh, she flew me down there for like with like our crew. Um, so there's a guy, Chris Haslam. I don't know if you remember, or if you know guys know Chris Haslam, but he he came out with that iconic um, uh, mini ramp video called Trees and Crackers with Day One, and that changed the game from mini ramp skating forever after that. But this was before he was anybody, and no one knew him. he was like Canada's best kept secret at the time. So. <laughs> He, I flew down with him and my buddy Trevin and a couple other dudes, George Faulkner, whatever, the whole crew. And my mom joined us. She was like our liaison. So there we go. We go. We show up in Tampa, and I'm just this little chubby fucking 12-year-old kid that hasn't, like, gone through puberty or anything and still, like, you know, I'm kind of a mess, to be honest with you. But uh, still breaking. <laughs> oh, not even there. Like, I might as well have been eight years old, you know what I mean? I was just a little donut on a skateboard, like, cruising around, but... I was just so pumped and I was just, I just fucking gave it like a hundred. I didn't think about anything. I just jump off anything or whatever. That was just so stoked to be there. So I'd be there handing out, you know, campaigning for myself. Like, Hey, check out my tape. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I mean, it, you know, it made some connections. I didn't get nothing going there that year, but when I got back home, it's like, I started getting hooked up by the local skate shop. 
level. Um, and then I started getting uh, distributor sponsors. Um, so we had a distributor called Time Bomb Trading, and they were the Canadian importer for S Footwear, uh, Etnies, America. They did Fresh Jive clothing, drawers clothing, handful of other shit, 32 snowboard boots, all that shit. Dang. Yeah, so they were like, it was cool. And so they put me on the flow team for S Footwear, and um, and then I then we start the networking. And then they hooked me up with the team manager, and then we'd go out and start shooting photos, and we'd link up with the local filmer, and the production value got a little better after mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? So now I was in the Canadian scene, and I could kind of just branch out from there. So that was like my first, like, I guess, break in the industry, and then – I got a lot of people to thank for that, but um, it was the generation before me that really set it up for me. Like uh, Sluggo, um, Alex Chalmers, my day. Uh, I had a homie Dave. Uh, there was a vert skater back de- uh, back in the day, and they they all kind of got into the film industry. So because Vancouver had a really big, they called it Hollywood North. So it had a big movie scene up there. We had a lot of studios, like Lionsgate Studios in North Vancouver. What? You might have seen it in, you know, Lionsgate. It's like pretty. Yeah, no, I, I recognize Lionsgate. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's all film in Vancouver. It's like tons of movies. And it's because the dollar was less, so it was cheaper to film there. And we didn't need to get as many film permits. So they didn't have to pay a bunch of money to, like, film in a bunch of different locations. Mm-hmm. They could just pay this one thing, and it would open up the, you know, like film wherever you want, you know what I mean? You paid it. So a lot of movies started going up there to be filmed and um, so there's opportunity. So those guys kind of got in the stunt world, got in this um, film world. And so they would always, you know, now that I had the connect, if they ever needed a young kid to do anything, they would always hit me up like, Hey, you know, there's a fucking fruit roll up commercial that's filming or whatever, where they're going to be skating a mini ramp or like going off a launch ramp and, kids are going to be eating a bunch of fruit rolls around you like you down and it's like yeah dude of course we're down. <laughs> like, did, did, like, you really? huh? did you really do a fruit roll oh commercial? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i did fruit rolls commercial um i did a pop tarts commercial uh they, they just painted this mini ramp as a giant pop tart and uh i had they painted on our board breakfast crew and they said i couldn't fuck up the graphics so i wasn't allowed to do any like disaster oh, like like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so i literally just had to do these errors and like they wanted me to poke my board up to the camera so that they could read breakfast crew but i was like this is like a little mini ram they wanted me to do like a tweaked out method error <laughs> and i'm like 12 or 13 years old dude i was like dude i can't oh i would have been like is there some medical insurance <laughs> yeah right oh <laughs> uh, we're in canada though so they got you oh that's yeah, yeah. yeah the government pays for it dude. it's not like in america yeah yeah, 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 so where, yeah. You, where you have to pay insurance no, i got the american mindset uh, so that's 500 <laughs> yeah they got it 100 percent coming <laughs> so anyway i know i'm rambling on all that but yeah mm-hmm. i got into that they introduced me to that so there's like a lot of avenues all opening up at once and uh yeah no, that's gnarly, dude. Yeah. No, I'm glad to hear that. Just just going to Tampa, open up those doors out in your in your own backyard, which is which is crazy. You know, you never think that just because you went to a different country, uh, as soon as you come back, you're like almost a star or heading to be a star. You know, yeah. like that, that's a trip. I think they kind of um, they start recognizing maybe your work ethic, and you're like, okay, this kid's like trying to go for it. So it's like they almost want to nurture that a little bit. Like mm-hmm. and now in your back, they're like, oh, dude, like. You- good job in tampa you know like way to represent canada kind of thing you know yeah. what i mean so it was cool they kind of all like took me under their wing to some degree so for sure yeah it was cool it was cool but uh 
Um, that was something I think I'm, I'm stoked I learned early that it's like, if you're not campaigning for yourself, like, who you can't expect anyone else to. You know what I mean? It's like you got to make people believe in what you're doing. And it's like the only way to do that is put yourself out there. So it's like um, when I see, you know, yeah, with all the TikTok, TikTok and shits, it's all a little ridiculous. It's like not really my time, but it's like I get it at the same time. It's like shit, dude. It's there's a lot of noise out there, and it's like you got to do something to stand out and campaign. And it's like people could shit on it and hate on it all they want, but you know, if you found something and it's and you believe in it and it starts taking off, it's like you know, fucking go, dude. Yeah. Like if you don't go, like someone else is gonna go. You now, know that is mean? a true. Same hey, with podcasting, all that shit. Everybody out there listening to this interview, take notes. We, <laughs> we tell you weekend and wake out. Take mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's tough to do now though, because like. Especially nowadays, like if you pay attention to all the comments and shit, and like, ah, uh, that's what fucks a lot of people over. Because then you get a little too much into your head, and then you kind of start being a little insecure about yourself. And it's like, nah, dude, like put that aside. Keep keep doing you. Keep doing your content. And I mean, you just just follow that path. Yeah, hundred percent. But it it for me, it's like, dude, if you. This sounds corny, but it's like, dude, if you like at the time that was my path, I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? It was like, I fucking love skating and I'm going to fucking skate and I'm going to skate as hard as I can and get as good as I can. And you just have tunnel vision. It's like you're not even paying attention Mm -hmm. to what's going on. And it's like it's kind of grateful for that era to be able to do that because there wasn't. It, you're not as accessible. There's not a lot of people who could be talking shit, but who are they talking shit to? Like, right. You know, like their right. homie, their homie down the street. Yeah, well, they, they read it on the magazine <laughs> and that's kind of about their it. their landline to their homie like, hey man, you see this kook? Like, what the fuck? It's like, it, it doesn't matter. They can't, they got the Twitter fingers back then. It doesn't fucking matter. So it's like, you could block all that shit out super easy, but now it's like, Anything you post, dude, people are going to have a fucking opinion about it. That's true. That kind of reminds me of uh, kind of what happened in these uh, past Olympics since skating was on. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Nija was, you know, one of the favorites to be up there. But, yes, sir. I mean, on the Olympic trial with the way the, the course was set up in, in Japan, like it just it just didn't plan out for his style, which uh, it kind of sucks as a fan because you want him to get the gold. But Definitely. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's still a competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you got? How'd you guys feel about the Olympics? Uh, I think in the skate side, uh, the courses were slightly small. I think because uh, I mean, compared to like the the vans or uh, um, most of these other competitions, like they're a little bit bigger. You know, they're they're more Southern California style, uh, and over there since Japan, everything's like uh, size restricted because they don't have too much space. So I, I kind of understand how certain athletes weren't able to adjust, but. I mean, it's 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 the first time. First time uh-huh. that you see it in the Olympics. I mean, maybe in the next four years, it'll be a whole lot different. But I really do hope that they keep skating, uh, especially in France. I think France is going to be badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the next one? Yeah, I, I okay. think so. I think it's France. And then afterwards is uh, here in L.A., actually. Oh, shit. 2028. Damn. Damn, it's going to go by like nothing. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't true. realize that, but it, like, this is technically the 2020 Olympics. So we really only have three years to go to yeah, the next exactly. one. So. I like how they did that. It's like 2021 is still 2020. Yeah. I was with I was <laughs> Vic right there on Mission Now at the bar. We're watching like the introduction, you know, the kids are playing with the blocks and uh-huh. shit. Like, what the fuck are they doing? And then this guy <laughs> over here is all like, 
bro, it's throwing me off that it's 2020. <laughs> yes. Dude, okay. I, I felt the same way because I would see like highlights and I was like, are they showing highlights from last year? But I'm like, no, it was it was close. <laughs> they they right shut now. it down. <laughs> You're stuck in a time warp, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah that's exactly how I felt like. I mean, yeah. I, I get why they said they kept naming it the 2020 Olympics, but I mean, let's be real. You're doing that shit in 2021. Just it call should, it the 2021 yeah. well, It should have been like 2020 Olympics in 2021 or something. Yeah. Huh? They already printed all the PO. They already yeah. printed all the banners. Uh, that makes shit. sense. That makes like, sense. We ain't reprinting all this shit. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> just, be, just be like, uh, what was it, Weezer in that music video where they just write the R at the end? It's like Weez and they just put an R. Yep. Like, just drawing a one right there with a the Sharpie. Hey, man. Quick fix. <laughs> Don't got to overcomplicate this. Let's just go. <laughs> Straight up. But what's your take on it, man? Uh, well, hold up. Can you pass me that Gothica real quick? Yeah, the, no, the Gothica the over there, the, the, the Mexican, Mexican lager, bro. You got it right there. All right, I just need a, I just need a re up, real quick. I shot through this hazy IPA pretty quick, <laughs> dude. This, this, uh, this West Hell. Coast IPA is hitting a spot, man. The Thank Hell you, man. Cheers. Pretty dank. Yeah, it really is. It's pretty good. It's super dank. Uh, hey, Louis, uh, if you could get a close-up real quick. I mean, this artwork, dude, is insane. I, I really like that. <laughs> All right. Well, now some shout-outs right here. Shout-out to our head brewer, Eric, who's actually doing the people's elbow right off the top dude, ropes oh, right there. It it's his recipe. He formulated it. And then uh, shout-out our cellarman, who's got the keg above his head in there. That's Corey Vinton. Uh, so he does all their cellar process, making sure the beer is all nice and conditioned and make sure it's dry-hopped and gets transferred properly. And then uh, is that Willis on the table? Yeah, that's Willis. That's, <laughs> that's Willis, Willis before he quit. But Willis was our old production manager, and then uh, that's Jenny. She's our e-commerce manager. She says, "Dude, love right there." And uh, and then Jared, the CEO, the, the boss, Doss, we call him. But he does all the labels, everything. So he's like an artist. I mean, the fucking guy can do everything. It's cr- pretty annoying, actually. Like, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm there. <laughs> is he the is he the one that does all the drawings and, and all that? The the lettering for the yeah. Dude, that's... dude, he just cranks it out too. Like he doesn't even, dude. He, the guy's like, so he used to work for uh, Sony Entertainment, oh. and he was a manager at Sony. And his his um, team was responsible for creating the Sony View, which oh, is like shit. they come. I don't know if you remember the Sony View. I think they discontinued the service, but I mean, he obviously left to do Black Plague. But um, that was Sony's answer to Apple TV. Like that was mm-hmm. their Apple TV, like their whole service. So it's like. His team was responsible for creating that whole thing. Wow. So, yeah, dude's got it pretty fucking dialed as far as on the tech side. and He just happens to be, I think his passion was actually like art. But he got, he just happened to be really good on tech and, you know, creating like graphic design and setting up websites and the back end coding, all that stuff. Like analytics, putting reports together. I mean, the dude's got a skill set. He should get paid more. <laughs> <laughs> Overall message. On that hey, man. I am mad at you, dude. You, you deserve more money. <laughs> He's like one of those homies when you get into a situation, like, how are we going to do this? And he just fucks with it and he does it. Like, what the fuck can't you do? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he'll, he'll not only do it, but he'll send you a link to an SOP that he wrote up on how you do it. <laughs> how to evade the situation yeah. again. Here yeah, you go. Exactly. Step by step here, and then he'll sell it to you for a cheap. <laughs> step yeah. number one, call me. Yeah, <laughs> he's got it like that. It's it's amazing. And, and there you go. You heard it right here from Jordan. So if you guys want to check out any of these awesome beers, hit a Black Plague. Yeah, but um, what do you guys say we go take a quick break? Sounds and, good. Uh, yeah, we'll come we'll down. Be back. I'll play some uh, local music.
Were you tired? Wait, dude? wait, 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 wait. Can, can you play some skate videos, dude? I kind of want to see that now. I, I can play some skate videos. Yes. Play um shit. What's that new that new uh, birdhouse pro? Felipe. Play his video. It just came out on Thrasher like today. Okay. Ooh. Damn, it's some, some dude, new dude, new exclusive right here. Dude, yeah, dude's got no no legs. Oh shit. He's butt. He's crazy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna look at that. Felipe Nunez. Yeah, check him out, guys. Felipe Nunez. Felipe Thrasher. Wow. He, like, called, are you serious? He has no legs. Yeah, the you, parts. Oh. The parts called Limitless. Is that? Oh top yeah, I've oh. seen him. Yeah, I've, I've seen him before. Yeah, like, I'm on yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have seen him that before too. That guy's sick. Yeah. <laughs> He's pro for um, Tony Hawk's company Birdhouse, and then uh, he just got on Vans as well. And uh, Tony, Tony actually sponsored him, got him some some prosthetic legs, so now he's like learning to walk and everything. Oh, that's so, badass! It's pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, shout out to Tony one time. I mean, and he he does a lot for the community. Oh. Yeah, he does, bro. <laughs> Dude, single handedly the greatest ambassador of the sport that you could ever ask for. Like to this day, he's still the household name of skateboarding. How fucking crazy is that? That is like that is from true. what the early '80s all the way to 2021, and you're still under the belt. Like when you say skateboarding, who's the first guy you think about? Definitely fucking Tony. Tony Hawk. Yeah. I how, mean, how has no one been able to take the torch from that? Well, he keeps on breaking records. That's the thing. Yeah. And he's he's like almost in his fifties, I think now. Oh, he's yeah, he's in his early fifties. He oh, still shit. competed at X Games this year. <laughs> he's competing. What are you doing? Hey, he loves to skate, man. All right, well, without further ado, we're going to take a quick break here at the podcast. Thank everybody for tuning in. We are here with Jordan. So keep locked in. This is the Kick It Podcast. I actually haven't even watched the whole part. I got halfway through, and then the kid just threw a fucking football in my hand. I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
Hell awaits! Hell a fucking waits! <laughs> So here at the Carlsbad Gap, decided to stop by and do a little skating. 
And uh, I guess Jordan has something he wants to try that with. Yeah. Well, Chris called me at 8.30. Looks like it might rain. We're here now. Three tries, bail heel flip, 100 bucks. You think you got this? I have to. I tried it when I was 15, like one of my first trips down here. Slammed for three hours. My dad was watching. Never came back. That was yeah. it. And it's been like 10 years, and I've never, I've literally never came back here. So now it's been killed, but I was like, I have to do this. <laughs> for some reason, I have to do this. You know we're having that contest here too, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen a Barry Hill documented? Like a mag? Or not, real? He, I've seen Switch. Yeah, I've seen Switch. And, and then I saw around. Chris Cole Blizzard flip it, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you do now? But just saying, you got this in three tries. Three tries. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. What happens if it's four? Uh, 50 bucks. bucks. No, double or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay. That's it. If you do a first try, I'll I'll, I'll just go for it. Damn. All, All right. right. It's fucking right here. First try. Going for bread. <laughs> First go, kicked out, which means I don't have to ollie it. Sounds good to me. I, I think you're going to do it. I have to do it. I think you're going to do it for sure. Part two. Part two. <laughs> do this right, right here. Third try. I'll give you 100 bucks. Third try. This is the third try. Yeah. This, it's done. You got this. It's fucking done. I have to do this. You got this. Good try. He's down. He's down, but not out, right, Jordan? Dude, so disappointed. You want to do double or nothing? If he makes it, I give him 200. If he doesn't make it, I get 100. Yeah, I gotta somehow pull a hundred bucks out of my ass. It's not even a possibility. It's fucking you got this. You got this. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. I'm still gonna give him hundred bucks. If he makes it right here. I'll give him hundred bucks. I'll buy him some beers or something. Yeah. I hope he makes it. That shit hurts when you fall, dude. Like, it hurts me. Watching him fall hurts me. Dude. All right. Fuck. Let's do it for the love, dude. Right here. All right. No more money involved. But I think he's going to do it here just for shits and giggles. That's why Jordan's so rad. He'll do it. He'll do it right here. Yeah. <laughs> What's a broken board? God damn. Did it. Sick. For the love. Not for the money. Literally, not for the money. So what about on April 3rd when we have that amp contest here? Dude, shit's gonna go. Hams are hungry in these days. Dude, they're like they're at they're like nipping, like they're like, fuck you, we'll do more for less. <laughs> you know? Who uh, what amp do you want to see at the game? There's two. I wanna see Nick Tucker. Okay. And I wanna see Moose. I want to see Moose full cap flip it because I know okay. he has that. Trick. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Nick switch inward heel it. Switch inward heel? Bigger heel, dude. Bigger heel. How many years later? Ten years later. Ten years later. It's uh, over. It's <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to get margaritas now. Margaritas. Fuck <laughs> <Put> the rain.
going. I like how we yeah. finally got no, all we, the we beers are back. in line. That is crazy. That if was, you were on quick... Instagram, you definitely saw that little lineup of beers, but me tuning out now, you're definitely seeing that. Now you definitely see that. Yeah. I got to pay for that? Nah, <laughs> not at all, dude. Hey, Jordan, you want to break it down what we have here on the table? Absolutely. One of them? Yes, absolutely. So um, we'll go left to right. Well, I mean, it's the same one on either side. But <laughs> we did. We have our uh, uh, collaboration with the godfather of skateboarding himself, Tony Hawk. Uh, Tony Hops, uh, Birdhouse IPA. So Birdhouse is a skateboard company. Um, it's a 5.5% uh, West Coast IPA that our head brewer, Eric, formulated with Tony. And um, it's our widest distributed beer um, that's available in Southern California, state of Arizona, and soon the state of Nevada and North, Northern California. And we, hey. do, and we do direct shipping to Alaska, Nevada, um, all in California, and then uh, Washington, D.C. So there you go. Hey, that's badass. Yeah, that's... yeah. Well, what about that uh, Hell in the Cellar? Hell in the Cellar, that's a brand new West Coast IPA that we just did. That was actually, well, it wasn't the first, but it was the second beer that uh, we switched over to the 16-ounce four-pack format. So I kind of like the bigger can, honestly. Me you, too. You get more artwork. It feels good in your hand. It's like a full pint. Uh, honestly, we probably should have done it years ago. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, even if you're kind of gutterish too, just having a tall can in your hand, like a beer, just feels right, you know? It does. It does. This kind of feels more like your dad's beer. You know what I mean? It feels like bit. you're like by the lazy boy chair. And yeah. Shit. You're like, yeah, the tall can, you're like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we got the Tony Hops, and then we got Hell in the Cellar, and then we got our new, um, not dead yet. It's a hazy IPA that we made. Um, and that was kind of the um, was uh, the the sequel to uh, Bring Out Your Dead, which was another American IPA that we did. So mm. it, we kind of had the the clear American IPA style, and then we have the hazy IPA. So it was like Bring Out Your Dead, not dead yet. They were both Monty Python references to uh, the original um, skit comedy show in the, uh, based out of England. Grew up watching that. That was my dad was really into that. And then we have, uh, moving on, we got the uh, Gothica Mexican Lager, which I'm sipping on right now. Um, a lot of people actually like the Gothica, dude. Oh, yeah. Hey, honestly, this brand's been around for a, a couple years we've been doing this one. But for whatever reason, coming out of post-COVID, like March, it just fucking hit. And it's been consistently our number top three seller Wow, month over month. So, yeah, we're putting uh we're stoked. I mean, we always loved it, you know, but for whatever reason, we always just kind of felt like Mexican loggers, you're kind of competing in a pretty crowded space. You got Modelo, Corona, you guys kind of got the go-to, the Pacifico, you kind of got the go-tos that people are like Mexican lager, that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But um the craft beer scene, I think people are getting a little bit more hyper local and want to like support smaller business and and uh they they notice it's actually there is a difference. You know what I mean? It's oh, not like you know. There's a little bit more TLC in these ones. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the Gothica right there, and then uh, yeah, back to Tony. So I felt like I brought more, but maybe we drank them already. No, we do. We got more in the yeah, fridge. Yeah, no, there's definitely more in the fridge, bro. Right. These ones more like a display or just reach real quick. Yeah, we, we don't want them to get warm, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, fat. I'm about to take one of those before they get warm. To be honest, which one? Which one, dude? Ooh, I don't know. Let me. Just come over here, man. Make a choice. Yeah, please. Just uh, from left to right. Oh, there you go. Classic. Tony Hawk's. Mm-hmm. That one never goes wrong, dude. Uh, the one that I also like is... Uh, 
Pac. The Executioner. Oh, oh my god, god, that was so good. Yeah. That one Hazy, gets me Hazy double IPA, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh that's hovering around 8%, so it'll get you. No, I know. Dude, <laughs> I fucking love the the Executioner. It's, it's it's good beer. Respect. Yeah. Um we use a hop called Nelson Hops. We use that in the dry hop and that's from uh, New Zealand. Oh damn. Yeah, and it's a very like like extremely tropical fruit forward like aroma and uh, it's like one of the premier hops that are highly sought after so um it's 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 expensive for a reason <laughs> but you, you you could only get them from new zealand uh so that hop variety only comes from new zealand oh, yes. dang, that's mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. Shit. yeah that's the only place it grows dang. interesting yeah oh. Uh, well, I mean, since we're in the beer topic, Jordan, I mean, I, I have to ask, like, what, what made you just kind of go into this whole beer gig after, uh, you know, your, your pretty successful skate career? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, had like I started homebrewing in my garage in my later like toward like later years in my skate career. Uh, it just was something I was interested in. So um, my partner now, Jared, actually met him through a friend of mine years ago and um, we would. Um, we would come together on Sundays and we'd have like a, um, a beer sharing. So we, a bottle share, sorry. And so everyone would bring their like, um, favorite beers or the beers they're into. And we'd like, trade them, drink them and talk about it. And, uh, we just started talking about it. Like there's a point in my career where I kind of saw the peak and I saw the checks and then I kind of saw the check starting to taper off. And I was like, mm, those probably aren't going to come back. So I was like, what, you know, trying to figure out, I was kind of in a pivot. My wife was pregnant, um, with, uh, my second son. Um, so I was like, dude, I got to figure out something here long-term for my family and, um, skateboarding, you know, you rely on your physical ability. And, uh, after, you know, skating from when I was six years old to approaching 30, it was like, my knees suck. You know, like this hurts, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, that's with most sports, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you beat sure. yourself up, right? And it was like my era, maybe it was just me, but my era was more like trial and error. There wasn't like a whole lot of like Olympic coaching back then where it was like, hey, we're going to train for this. It was like the lifestyle was more like we're going to party our faces off. And then we're going to jump down some fucking rails. That reminds me of Muscle. <laughs> You're talking about you're setting up ramps, jumping fences, yeah. setting up like an abandoned house with a backyard pool with no water in it. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the stuff you're seeing on video, it's like you're learning the trick right there as you're trying to jump down a 20-stair rail, like to do it for the first time. You know, it's like pretty chaotic. It's like kind of stupid, actually. <laughs> like, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, you should probably practice this shit before you do it. <laughs> but this is the practice. <laughs> yeah, this is the practice. We're here now, and you got the filmer, and you got the photographer, so fucking do it, you know? And, uh, but that was kind of the fun of it at the same time. It was just like reckless. Love it. That was the culture. So, um, that takes a toll on you, obviously, uh, over two decades of doing that. Uh, so, uh, I got, we got to talking, like, what you know what else what else do you like doing because this shit's like writings on the wall kind of thing you know so i was like well shit i like beer i like drinking that's fun um and so we started making our own beer in the in my garage and uh you know so i can start off pretty terrible and but we got we got hooked on it we got interested and so the more we started talking and get together like i found out that jared's kind of was in the same place with sony he was like you know i kind of see if I keep going down this road, I kind of see like where my life's going to go. And 
it's cool it's job security but it's not something i'm really like passionate about mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm just kind of a, a number in a corporation you know yeah and uh he wasn't utilizing his skills and his passion so we started talking and i was like well what if we you know what about beer like what if we got into the beer industry maybe we should start a brewery yeah maybe <laughs> we should start a brewery and then it was started as a joke you know like ah yeah that'd be funny like you know no way and then the more we talked about it, it was like well shit i mean everybody else, you know everyone else in there figured it out like <laughs> I'm, I'm like i'm not the smartest dude but i don't feel like i'm that stupid like i'm ambitious you know um and I, I know a smart guy. His name's Jared. Really good at drawing. He yeah. knows technology. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty damn good at what he does. So I was like, I got faith in you. Not so much in me, but I got faith in you. Just but, tell uh, me what to do. Yes. <laughs> I'm your guy. I'm your yeah. I'm your muscle, dude. Uh so but then the more we got to thinking, it was like, well, I know, you know, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I've been in the industry for over 20 years skating it's like i've met a ton of people i got a lot of relationships i obviously know tony um my team manager at bones wheels who's also one of the uh, original founders and investors in, in the company his name's jared lucas um he's the bones wheels team manager and uh so he and i like started reaching out to our network just like hey this is you know this is what we're doing uh jared doss sorry it's gonna get confusing because there's two jareds in the story but uh jared doss Help me put together uh, a business plan, like a pitch, basically a pitch deck. And um, we started reaching out to everyone in the skate network, like, hey, here's what we're going to do. Like, we're serious about this. Um, you know, is this something you guys would be interested in? So we started raising capital for the brewery that way. And uh, at first, you know, it's pretty nerve wracking because just because you're good at skating doesn't mean you're good at business. <laughs> that yeah. is true. Yeah. So, um, but I think. I always tried to be as genuine as possible and transparent. And I've had relation, like I've had those relationships for like, you know, going on 20 years. So it's not like I'm some schmuck. That's just like sales pitching. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, they trusted me and um, I stand by my word. And uh, I think they knew I had integrity, have integrity. Um, and then having, you know, Jared Lucas involved as well. It was kind of like, okay, cool. We like, we can trust these dudes. We know their track record. They're, they, they're hard workers. They're going to do what they say. They're going to die trying to make it happen. You know, we're not, gonna, <laughs> we're not just going to like ride off to the sunset with their money, you know? So, um, so some people, you know, out of 400 people, you ask a handful of them say, yes, that's kind of just how it goes, you know? So, we kept going until we raised the capital and um and uh and then we found a spot and took all that money and <laughs> let it ride <laughs> like throw it into the business and uh let it skate down the ramp let it skate down the ramp dude and um you know hindsight probably should have raised more money uh, <laughs> a lot should have raised a lot more money but uh you know there's a will of the way there's a will there's a way um so our whole mo was kind of created right there like find a way or make one and that's kind of our mo that's our slogan to, to today and that's what you have in latin right yes sir um jared makes it sound cool i'm not even gonna say the latin because i'll just butcher <laughs> it i ain't that smart <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah there's um that that was that's been the mo and it's because um i always this is kind of a hindsight i probably could have been more calculated in my approach with a lot of things but 
I always performed the best when I got myself in a situation I couldn't back out of. Skateboarding, business, all that rest. It's like I I am so down to kill myself and work as hard as I need to do to be successful. I don't I hate I I'm de- I, I'll fail temporarily. That's fine. But like I won't give up. Like it's just not. It's like I'm an immigrant from Canada. I left my whole family up there. Uh, you know, um relocated here started my life again when i was like older it's like dude i'm getting my license down here when i'm 24 and i already got it when i was 16 up in canada you know what I mean? it's like your credit doesn't translate down in the u.s you got to start that shit again it's like you're starting your life over again it's like you hustle and and you make it happen so it's like that was instilled in me early like you just you figure it out and you go it's like kind of like rocky the rocky mentality it's like you, it doesn't matter how many times you get hit you just how many times can you get hit and keep moving forward? So there's not a whole lot of quitting me. I just never had just never been, never been my way. And, um, my partner's the same way. And I'm, you know, the, everyone involved with the breweries got kind of shares the same mentality. They get beat up for a living. They hit concrete all day. They get up and they're determined to make the trick. So I think it takes a certain type of mentality to pull something like this off. But when we were figured out that we were severely underfunded, it was like, okay, well now what do we do? Well, you gotta roll up your sleeves and do it yourself because you can't you don't have any money to hire someone else to do it. So it was like that was it. It's like we got the space. Uh we were about to start building out. We just had enough money for the equipment. We don't have enough money to build out the tasting room. We don't have enough money to do the underground plumbing. We don't have the money to build the cold box and paint all the walls and put the sign on you know what I mean? Damn. You know, you, right. you a lot of things you didn't really take yep. into consideration beforehand mm-hmm. well you thought you budgeted but yeah. you're just it turns out you're just way way off but it happens man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. especially starting off a business it's, it's usually trial and error because there's yeah. there's those little details you don't think about like oh now we got to get a website and mm-hmm. put it on google maps and like little things like that you know oh, yeah 100 percent. and then it's like oh well you know we we need to work the bar too so it's like okay well we're gonna brew all day we're gonna, um, you know, market all day. We're gonna um, keg all day. We're gonna do inventory. We're gotta purchase soft goods, this, that, and the other. And then at the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna bartend all night. You know what I mean? So it was like for those first two and a half years, I'd say it was like rolling up your sleeve, white knuckling. Like you're just you're so fried mentally and emotionally like you're just going on autopilot like survival mode it's like you're literally white like your ghost like i know i'm white but like like, you're like sickly white because you're just like you don't even know where the fuck you are after the day you're just like okay it's just groundhog's day every day you know and then you throw a young kid in the mix and your marriage in the mix and like my partner's marriage and his wife's working for free and Jared uh, Doss, he's still working at Sony while we're like building this place, you know. And then Jared Lucas, who helped us like, you know, the first six months or so get it up and running, he he brought his brothers in that were heavy machine operators. And they're, you know, we're renting um, uh, like uh, backhoes and, and demolishers and stuff and like cutting the concrete and doing all the rebar and, and like pouring the concrete and setting the trench drains and connecting it into. You know, shit that I was just like, what? What? Like, how I, I never thought I was gonna brew beer. Yeah, like, I like, never <laughs> thought I'd be getting into like a contracting company. You know what I mean? So, but you learn so much. You know, you learn so. I don't care how long you go to school. It's like unless it's 
your life and your, your, your reputation and everything, like your livelihood and your family's livelihood. I mean, I have personal guarantees up the ass with this thing. Like, I, if this fails, I have so many people looking for me. It's like, I might as well jump in front of a train. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, but that, that keeps you, sometimes you need that. Like, you know, pressure makes diamonds kind of, and that's cheesy to say, but it's like, you kind of ride that, ride that line of like about to go crazy because it's so much stress to take on. But then at the same time, it's like it motivates you to get up and get after it. And you really don't know what you're made of until you're put in that position to do that. You know what I mean? So I'm grateful hindsight, like for the opportunity to really understand like what I'm made of. And I know my breaking point. I know like more so now than I ever did, you know, and I don't want to say like, I want, you know, it's healthy to continue to live like that. <laughs> it's not, you need balance. I, yeah. I understand that now, you know, but at the time it's, 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 it's good to go through that. It's and periodically because it's a reminder. Like you start, you know, not, you try not to take this shit for granted. When you get comfortable, you start taking shit for granted. Oh, you know big what I mean? time. For real. Um, so it's nice to white knuckle it and be grateful for the opportunity you got and, you know, having all your limbs and being able to, you know, have a brain and wake up and have the opportunity to fucking make something of your life. So, uh, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Dude, so, <laughs> Hell yeah. Speaking about breaking points, man, tell us about the San Dimas gap. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, Fuck, that was heavy. I broke my back. Dude, <laughs> shit. Wait, I broke. What happened? Um, so he's referring to there's a at the top of the 57 freeway. It's San Dimas. Okay. Um, and there's a high school there. And it's um a really famous road gap. So it's like a bump over a street gap and you land. And it was like um Heath Kirchart, one of the uh, famous pros. Um legend. He like kick flipped it back in the day. And then he backside flipped it and frontside flipped it. But that was the Kirchard gap. And it's huge. It was like 17 feet, something like that. Damn. And it's it's a mellow bump. So you there's only one guy, I think his name's Diego. I'm gonna butchery. His name his nickname is the Butcher. Um and he was from Argentina. And he's the only guy that's ever pushed to it, pushed and been able to like ollie it and clear it. Like it's so big, like you can't. You and can't that was get just an ollie. It. That was just an ollie. Yeah. To do tricks, like you had to get towed in. So people were getting towed in by motorcycles cars, and cars and all the rest of it. So um, there was a, a a network, a skateboard network called. Uh, fuck, what was it called? Shit, I'm drawing a blank. But they did um, a series called um, ETN. That's what it's called. ETN and they did a series called um, Face Melters. So you would go, they would go to famous skate spots that were really gnarly, like notoriously gnarly that only a handful of tricks ever got done on because they were that crazy, you know. And so they they picked the San Dimas gap for this one. And I think they like kind of cattle called everyone that's ever really done something there to see if like they were down to try something again or do it again. So um, Eric Bragg, shout out Eric. He hit me up and was like, "Hey, you did a trick over this, didn't you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I um, I did whatever that 360 flipped it back in the day." And I was like, "Yeah, I tried to laser flip it too, but I just I rolled my ankle and it just never went back." So so he was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Um, 
And then he's like, well, you want to try it? You want to try to get like a redemption on that? You want to go back? <laughs> so this is like seven, seven, eight years later than I tried. And we had already, we're pretty like balls deep in the brewery at this point. So my, I'm not skating daily. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I probably hadn't skate, touched a skateboard in probably like two months. I was so, like, man, I just started, I just put the sewage in the air. <laughs> yeah. I just connected the shit pipe. <laughs> now you want me to jump over a fucking 17 foot gap? Like, fuck, dude, chill. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm down. Fuck it. Let's go. Uh, I'm not going to go there again. Like, I know, like, it's never, if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. That's like one of those quests where you just finish and you never, like, try to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I would have never. I would always. I was okay with not ever going there again. Like I was. I had already come to terms that I'm not gonna laser flip that gap. Right when I thought I was out, they pulled me back they pulled in. Me back <laughs> in That's what I'm saying. So anyway, the opportunity presented itself. Um, I thought it was great branding. Like we were launching, or it was like we had already launched, but it was like really early. It was still early, right? So Part I of had, marketing and whatnot. Yeah. He's like, why not? I wear a big black plague sweater. I'll bring a bunch of beers for when I land it. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to go into it right. confident. Oh, right? yeah. So, um, so I went, and there's a handful of dudes. And sure enough, everyone landed their tricks pretty quick except me. And uh, we're going. The clock's ticking. I'm getting towed in by um, uh, this girl pro. Her name's Leticia Bufani. She's actually. What? Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay, cool. Damn. Yeah, so she towed me in on her motorcycle, and uh, God bless her. She actually ended up missing her flight. She had a flight to, like, Brazil or something that day. Yeah, she's, she's from Brazil. Yeah, and she, like, totally missed it. It was just, like, fuck it. So she was down to, like, ride it out. And uh, so she kept towing me in, towing me in, and Eric Bragg, uh, one of the producers on the show, he, he had his um, Chevelle as well. So they were interchanging. There was, like, four or five of us, like, getting pulled and, like, doing tricks over it so anyway like i said everyone landed their trick probably within like the first hour hour and a half and here i am like slamming 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 there was one slam where i landed right on my ass and i uh did a compression fracture of my um, tailbone yep so i i actually had a her- two herniated discs Eesh. my l4 my l5 i found this out after yeah lower back yeah for sure yeah did you feel it at the moment that like there was something wrong or yeah. was it Oh yeah, but the adrenaline's so gnarly. Like <laughs> you don't really feel it. As you much. Know, I imagine that's a lot like what a fight feels like. You're just yeah. adrenaline's going. You don't feel shit. Like you just could you get didn't know hit. What damage you took until nah, afterwards. Exactly. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. Same thing happened with soccer, bro. Yeah. I messed up my ankle. I didn't feel it till the night, and yeah. it was just painful because it was super cold. Yeah. So you don't. You can't stop at that point because as soon as you stop, it's over. So you kind of just got to keep going. So I was like, well, fuck. I'm already fucked up. Like, <laughs> like, I'm going. So the show's over. They're trying to pull the production. It's like a two-hour window, and I still haven't done it. Uh, and uh, and but whatever the viewership or whatever, I guess was still solid. Like people were rooting for me to oh, do. You it. guys were filming. Yeah, this was a live feed oh. on the ETN network. We were playing it at the brewery too, and uh, they were filming. Like, it, like you know, it was global. It was a global thing live like it got some pretty good it was it was pretty good re- well received i guess okay. um that show i should say we were just an episode yeah. but it, it you know people were still interested to see if i could land it <laughs> they were in so it so i huh? kept doing it i just kept doing it i kept eating shit and like i'll show you a photo of how fucked up i got but i literally to the point my legs were cramping up i couldn't mm-hmm. feel shit 
and it was getting like they were like okay we gotta pull the plug on this like he's not doing it this guy's like who's gonna tell him <laughs> you know what i mean Damn. like it was like who's this it like this idiot needs to stop who's gonna tell him like hey man maybe this isn't you know maybe you weren't ready for this <laughs> and like back right, to brewing beer yeah, yeah. <laughs> right when it got to that i fucking knew it was the last try i literally knew it was the last try my body could not do it anymore and we're on our third hour of getting pulled in and thrown over this fucking gap and just eating shit for like three fucking hours. You know yeah. what I mean? So my hands are bloody. My forearms like a fucking like three times as big. It's like fucking purple and shit. Like my hips all fucked up. My pants are ripped. My knees are bleeding. My back's broken. <laughs> so it, I was in rough shape. And so hail Mary last attempt i was just like hey man fucking here it is all the marbles you know and i was just like the t-shirt is the one and she's like all right i believe you you know and uh there was fucking just let it go didn't overthink it just trusted my feet almost kind of just you know in the zone in the zone and then landed it and i just remember like my because my legs were so fried like i remember like when I landed, I had to adjust my foot, but I like couldn't move my fucking foot. My leg was so heavy, it felt like an anvil. And so you can see as I'm landing it, like I'm like struggling really hard to reposition my leg, but like rode it out and then uh like hit the wall and everyone's just like, Holy shit, like Damn. holy shit, I, what what, what it was honestly like a re- for me, it was like my real life like rocky balboa moment like you're getting beat up round after round like, after i don't round. play play i did it yeah <laughs> beat up and then the last round like yeah, it was. yeah who got the dub who got yeah. the dub so i just waited till the gap got tired exactly that was the game plan i'm just gonna keep getting punched in the face until he tires out uh so i just remember like collapsing in the corner it was a really surreal moment and like everyone crowded over you can see it in the video um it was cool but Ah, man, I don't regret it at all. I thought it was really cool. I didn't even know. They ended up paying me. Like, they gave everyone a check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was like, they paid me like 2500 bucks or something for the day. That's not bad. No. <laughs> Handed me a check right there. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I didn't know I was getting paid. Like, this is great. <laughs> so, That's so then. Straight for the beer line. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember that night we had, um, Etnies was having a premiere at the brewery. And, uh. So I drove straight from the session after the doctor came and checked me out and was like, dude, you're so fucked up. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I know. <laughs> I cleared that gap though, dude. Yeah, I got it though. I got it though. Uh, so uh, I drove straight to the brewery and um, this is where I fucked up. I went and poured a beer to like, you know, fuck it, celebrate. Mm-hmm. And I still have my ripped up pants and everyone that was at the brewery was watching the live feed so then they saw me come in they're like wait a minute you were just fucking wait what you're like here now my hands are all bandaged up and i'm with all the etnies guys and and watch the premiere and drinking a beer and then i was like all right cool well fuck dude i'm gonna go die at home now (laughs) and then as soon as i got home my body was in such shock and like um stress i guess like mm-hmm. that my stress yeah my my um it like resorted to like prote- protect mode and like the beer even though i only had one it totally rejected the beer and i it, i was puking all fucking night 
I puked from the moment I got home at like 10, 30, 11. And I puked until seven in the morning. Like Jeez. every, every 30 minutes I had to keep drinking water just so I had something to puke up. Yeah. It was fucking, it was so heavy, dude. And then I remember taking those photos and posting, um, on our Instagram, just all just being like, damn dude, work for that one. You know, like trying to whatever, make light of the situation. And then we had a bunch of people reach out to us. Like you need to go to the fucking hospital. Like, that's that's probably like the best way to end that transmission like mm-hmm. after eating so much shit you just kind of clear it it's like the the underdog moment where you just get your fucking championship like uh-huh. ah that's gnarly dude well, that'd be the perfect example of just what skating is yeah no, right? and not just that area. but like being tenacious on your craft like mm-hmm. keep going after it like you, you, it, it's, it's gonna happen yeah mm-hmm. you just gotta let it flow mm-hmm. damn yeah 100 percent so I went, went, I went straight back to work on Monday. <laughs> I got Sunday off. Got Sunday off. I went right back to work on Monday. And I was like, fuck, dude, I'm fucked up. My back hurts. Arms about to fall off. I'm trying to drag kegs around. But I was just like, whatever. I'm just fucked up. I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be fine. Um, and then all of a sudden my back, back started really hurting. And well, I mean, lifting kegs, I bet. Yeah. And it was, it was not going away though. And I, I like tried to ignore it stubborn whatever i don't like going to hospital i really don't um i don't think anyone well, not, not out here in the united yeah. states yeah hell no did you wish you were in canada at that there. moment probably yeah probably i just uh i just so used to like not having insurance or just having shitty insurance and just like you know what I, mean? I think we all are right you know like is Facts. there, is there such America. thing as good insurance i really want to know this <laughs> Like, is is there anything less than a $10,000 deductible? That's what I want to know. Like, dude, if I could have a vet cover it, like, you know, I'd rather go to a vet. I'll go I'll to an animal hospital. I don't give a fuck. Put me in the kitchen chicken. I'll Straight up, dude. So that's kind of where my, I was just like, ever since I moved here, I was like, yeah, I just don't have insurance. Like, I just, you know, you got to deal with it. You get break a wrist, you fucking either fly back to Canada or you wrap that shit up and hope for the best you know i mean tj is like 50 miles away so yeah, well, you always got that old. i wasn't versed well versed with the tj option at the time meanwhile it's like uh you know i was on a i wasn't even i don't even know if i had a working visa yet on some of those ones so it was like i don't i didn't you know i was a fucking kid you know, I didn't know us, that until later. One of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were the uh, northern Mexico. Yeah. Same like, not Jordan is Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> you say that real nice, dude. I'm not even going to repeat it because I'll butcher the shit out of it. But say that real nice. Uh, but yeah, I went back and then the pain started setting in like sciatica like symptoms. My leg, dude, it was just like I couldn't fucking sleep. I was just uncomfortable. My back was all just fucking tight. And I just, I thought I just had pinched nerves or something. And I ignored it forever. And then um, Those I, w- discs. I went to my chiropractor. Yeah. And he happened to have an x-ray machine. He's like, well, let's jump in the x-ray and let's see what's up. And then he brought it up. He's like, oh, yeah, you fucking broke your L- L5 vertebrae. L4 is cracked too. He's like, there's a compression fracture there, but it's healed out of place. So there's nothing really you can do about it now. Oh, you know sorry. what I mean? And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. So just went and fucking googled youtube um some yoga like stretches and shit and then started stretching it out and it totally worked but yeah to this day i mean that's just the way it healed up so it comes and goes it's a it's a reoccurring 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still need a couple of therapy sessions here and there. I mean, you could always somewhat realign it, but the way that your muscles healed probably kind of like pull it back into that same place. Yeah, yeah. Like if I don't stay on it and uh, stretch a bunch uh, and it tightens up, like I get right back in that same place. So, yeah, I just got to stay on top of it. Hey, hey, there's an opportunity to, you know, self-care right there. Don't neglect it, you know. Hey, Vic, yep. what, what could someone do in that situation? Because you study for this, right? Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, I know a little bit about it. I, I know exactly what he's talking about. L four, L five. Yeah, like, uh, first you, you have to uh, kind of start with the tailbone because that's like the foundation. Uh, so you gotta kind of realign the tailbone, uh, work into the spine. Uh, but yeah, dude, a lot of therapy. But as I said, uh, since it already healed, as soon as those muscles uh, start covering yeah yeah get get restrained again they're gonna pull it back into its old place so uh it's it's an ongoing thing it's like therapy basically once a month easy mm-hmm. oh shit um, yeah, i actually got insurance this year and i was gonna go because from october to about february it started acting up again like kind of crazy and i was like shit so maybe when it's like colder colder temperatures maybe yeah that could be it i don't know i'm not that smart but it sounds i'll run with that yeah I, I, yeah but uh um i can deduce from this. <laughs> <laughs> cold tight retract i get it um but so i actually went to my doctor and was like hey you know like maybe maybe i should go get an mri check this out so i sure enough got an mri they confirmed what i already knew i uh, just had to pay a bunch more money and then uh, they had to go to a specialist. They mm-hmm. also had to confirm that I, something I already knew. I had to spend a bunch more money yeah. on that. And then I had the option to either get a micro discectomy. What is that? Surgery. Surgery, okay. where they cut the excess bulge around your um, disc. Like and, and they make you yeah. sign a paper because they can't guarantee that it will heal you. Right. Yeah. Releasing them of any exactly. you know, um, accountability <laughs> if it doesn't work or makes you worse. So then I went down the rabbit hole and started Googling that shit, microdiscectomy and like patients. And uh, I just don't go on the internet. It's fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you're basically going to die. It's a terrible idea. Like, you know, nothing but bad news. The bad <laughs> so it scared me out of that option altogether. But then there was also, um, you could get these steroid injections. Like, uh, I don't know if they're cortisone shots, but they're like steroid injections that basically alleviated the pain and just made it you know pretend it wasn't there you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then oh, that damn. that kind of scared me because it's like cool well i'm just gonna in, if if i know myself if i feel fine then i'm just gonna go jump down some shit again and fuck it up even more and then i'm gonna be really fucked when it wears off so i was like nah i'm actually gonna like try to be responsible <laughs> and like try to stretch it out and actually like you know do some yoga take care of myself <laughs> yeah. for once yeah and uh yeah it fucking worked so there you go damn now that you're talking about shots like i i remember i hear these uh like commercials on the radio i think uh tony gwynn jr talks about this it's like uh it's like those fuck i can't i can't remember what they're called uh uh what whatever the the, what the fetuses are dude like when they give abortions like what the stem cells yeah yeah yeah, they do stem cells shots and Mm -hmm. i think they help like recover like certain parts of your tissue also big time if if you guys get a chance check out i think steve-o and danny way just posted about it they're in columbia with um i forget what the place is but it's the leading stem cell um research and hospital like uh 
surgery center in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danny Way just like, I guess he just bro- took the record for the amount, the most stem cells received in one sitting uh, from a human uh, human beings ever had. Jesus wow. Yeah, so he got like 300 million stem cell injections. Like, the you know. Holy like shit. The, I don't know how many is in a vial, but, you know, he got like 300 million or something around that. But check it out. But, yeah, I mean, that guy's been through. He's fucked up every, you know, he's yeah. broken every bone known, I'm yeah. sure. You know, and so, more. And more. So, like, <laughs> it's got to work. You know what I mean? It's got to work. I just think in the U.S. it's, like, considered experimental still. So, like, no, no one covers it. You know what I mean? Well, experimental because the pharmaceuticals don't really want to have, like, one one solution well like, everything well, I mean, yeah that would that would kill pretty else. much they don't want to help you no <laughs> hell no they want to give you that bill yeah man. they want to give you that bill with the pills yeah. like, they want to put you on that treatment having health care last year what's that i'm getting taxed on for not having health care last year I'm oh being penalized. you got the no. penalty yeah yeah that's the only reason I, that's the only reason i got covered california because i was like fuck i don't want to get taxed on this like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn! How much did they get you for? I don't. Know. That's. Let's not talk. We're not talking about. <laughs> They're still looking for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. No. If if it's I'm right, I think it's week. like a eight percent of your gross income. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah that's well, that's a pain in the ass. Well, they see, still doing that? I thought they should stop doing that. No, they're still doing that. I mean, uh, uh, the, the last president was trying to get rid of it. It didn't work out. He, I think he made it even worse. Fuck. So, uh, yeah, dude, it, it, it still sucks. Fuck. Well, I'll drink to that. Yeah, out of, same, out yeah. of depression. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, give me Tony. For sure. I, gotta rip the hey, man, I, well, I, I need me another beer. <laughs> Damn. Well, well, thanks for that story, dude. Now we know that your whole advertisement campaign went fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and talking about advertisement, I don't know if you ever seen this show called Ballers. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the rock? rock, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what season it is, but like, I swear to you, for like two seconds, yep. There's a fucking black plague hoodie when they're uh, they're like in Venice doing like a skate scene or whatever. But I swear to you, like, it was such a quick glimpse and i was like wait hold on i told my girlfriend i was like hey rewind that shit and i pressed pause and i was like that's a fucking black plague hoodie yeah yeah i know that's ben hatchell did did you know about this yeah yeah oh yeah he they sent it to me as soon as it happened there's a lot of people like hey dude fuck the rocks right there you guys got black plague right that's right yeah that is badass dude that was cool that was really cool so yeah shout out ben hatchell um he's also one of our uh investors uh, pro skateboarder, awesome dude, amazing skateboarder, and uh, right time, right place, fucking rocking the hoodie, like doing us proud. It was that was pretty fucking sick. Hell yeah, yep. That's some dope ass advertising right there. If I can say, <laughs> if we could just do that like a thousand more times, like, <laughs> that would really help. You know, even they get, even they just getting tossed out to the chair while they're like taking a break from it. Like, all right, ten seconds. I'm Man, just, that's all we need. <laughs> I'm just glad it got through because I know. You know, growing up loosely in the in that world, yeah. it's like you know that hair and wardrobe. Like they make sure you know they they only uh-huh. use approved like wardrobe, and you know really that strict. Oh yeah, they don't. You can't have logos. Yeah, they'll be like, "Why are you using our property without our permission?" Et yeah, yeah, because it's money. Like if you they, get, they make money off of that. Yeah, like, you, I want mm-hmm. that piece. You're paying for that spot, you know. So yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hectic. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was talking with uh, Mikey and Trevor today, bro. Okay. 
So I have two questions, man. How does <laughs> how does it feel to be a world renowned actor, and who is Zolar? Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I actually I actually googled that too, dude. I didn't even know you were in a movie. Yeah, yeah. You were in a couple so, movies, world, actually. Yeah, uh, intergalactically renowned. I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> I saved the world, brother. <laughs> Uh, dude, straight to the dollar bin at Walmart. I hate to say it. Like, <laughs> that movie was fucking trash, dude. But honestly, that, that paid for me. That allowed me to buy a house. So I'm grateful for it. And uh, Bought you a house in Cali? Yeah, it bought me a house. Well, it bought me a house in Vancouver. Vancouver. And then... Okay. And then I rolled that. I sold that and mm-hmm. rolled that into a house in Cali. Yeah. All right, yeah. bet. There you go. That's how that happened. Okay. But uh, Yeah, so it was like... Um, Got into that scene, like I said, the guys before me were in um, into stunts, mm-hmm. so I kind of grew up loosely playing around in that while skating. And uh, the skateboarding got me a lot of gigs that were like skate based, basically. So I heard about this. Uh, it's a WB Kids Network. Heard about it. It's called Zolar. It was a pilot movie because they wanted to pitch. Sorry, pitch it as a series to the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was super low budget. Filmed up in Vancouver is this alien, like a almost like Superman kind of story where it like their planet was getting attacked, so the parents like sent the kid, and I crash landed and landed. Well, dude, I mean, you said the WB. <laughs> I might have seen this shit. And I just can't remember right now. This is fucking ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, crash land, and you know, uh, there's this alien, and he gets raised by this uh, dad and this kid, and they create this extreme sports team and they are competing and then all of a sudden our planet you know earth's under attack and they have to become this extreme sports like save the world kind of scenario um it's like independence day but extreme sports. it's it's like independence day but way better <laughs> yeah i mean it's not a trash film dude it's just rated g that's yeah, the only thing yeah, it is rated g, rated g for sure. garbage G for garbage. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but it was fun, dude. So they like so I went into the production office because it was actually down the street from my house. And oh, damn. I had my cool. resume and I skated in there yeah. and I didn't have an agent. I just like my homie tipped me off that that's where it was. Here's the address. Go drop off your resume. Maybe you can get a part as like a stunt double or do some stunt work for yeah. some skateboarding in the background, whatever. And I was like, cool, whatever, worth a shot. So I walk in there and the lady like that meets me at the door, she, had, I forget her name. She was awesome though. But, um, she, she ended up being the, uh, assistant director and she was like, Hey, you know, you kind of have this look that like we're kind of looking for they haven't casted for the lead guy yet, which his name is Zolar. And so she was like, do you mind if I, you know, you, you can meet um, the director? And he's like, he's in his office. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, fuck, I'll go. Let's do it. Yeah. So I meet him and he was just like right there. And I, I'm quoting this word for word. And he's like, I'm having a Hollywood moment. And he's like, how would you like to audition for the main role? <laughs> <laughs> just selling it like, yeah. yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
yeah i'm in fucking sure let's go i get to be the star yeah <laughs> whatever that means i think i need an adult yeah <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> and, uh, so they literally got a taxi this is before uber so they give me a taxi <laughs> And I go downtown to the casting office where they're having auditions, and they literally just shuttle me straight into an audition. They're like, hey, here's a script. I have like 10 minutes to read it. And then so I went and auditioned. And they were like, because I could skate, and I looked the part, and I guess I had, you know, had something. They saw something. Uh, I just didn't have the experience. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I came in green, they would call it. You're very green. So I was like, cool, whatever that means. Went in, audition. They actually paid for an acting coach for me. That's how much they were, like, rooting for me. I was about to ask, did you have any acting experience no, prior? I mean, I would do, like, the Pop-Tarts commercial or a Fruit Roll-Ups commercial. But you're not. it's not, like, lines. It's just, like, yeah. skating. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, ain't, it ain't acting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so, no. Uh, but anyway, so I went and, um, you know, they gave me so i got some acting lessons like on the job and i literally went and went to the second round they kept giving me some acting skills i guess i blew it but they kind of were still rooting for me and then i got <laughs> like they called me for the final round there's like two other people so it was like one of the three of us was gonna get it and uh i mean i thought i did good you know because all <laughs> things considering all things considering it's like i'm a dude off the street that's like thinking i'm gonna try to maybe get some skateboarding in the background to now i'm like auditioning for the main part i was like oh that's pretty fun cool. now you're in competition with it like yeah. between two other people <laughs> and, I, and i honestly think that was probably my advantage because it was like dude i'm so out of my element this is so mm-hmm. fucking left field that like i approached it to where i didn't really take it that seriously you know what i mean because you like, approach it like a person from like a different planet actually would have approached right it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, yeah, they're like solely acting like you doesn't (laughs) i was just as clueless as like a dude from a different planet right so i think i wasn't really that nervous because i was just like "Eh, this is fun cool whatever you know like how much i get paid (laughs) like just go skate up that ramp (laughs) yeah yeah so i got it i got the part and my mom was like what the fuck like just happened like what are you what is going on? What right did now? you do today? Yeah, I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm starting. Apparently, this is movie. The WB's putting it on. Like, it's pretty cool. And she's like, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. So, um, yeah, so we started filming. It was filmed just outside of Vancouver um, on a Whistler. Whistler Blackcomb is like a really famous like ski resort. Mm-hmm. So there was snowboarding in it. There's skating in it. There's you know, uh, I'm shooting fucking laser beams out of my hands and there's like fights like that in the movie, you know, really low budge, but, um, it was fun. So I had to put these prosthetics on every morning at, uh, three 30 in the morning. I had to be on stage and it took over four hours to apply the shit. So it was like a foam, like a latex kind of foam mm-hmm. head. And then they put like this mask and then, had these like really weird like dildo looking fingers like knits you know what i mean and my ears were like duck feet they looked like <laughs> and i was bald and i had this like i was blue and i had these huge 
contact lenses that I they had to like put in my eyes, and there was it was so hard to put in because I don't wear glasses or contacts, so it was like super awkward. But they like, like constantly blinking, like hey, uh, this? they were fucking huge, man. Like it was like putting silver dollars in your eyeballs. <laughs> like it was yeah, so uncomfortable. And then they airbrush, you know, the Everything, texture. Yeah. yeah, so you look like you complete. went in green, you came out blue, straight up. <laughs> so. uh uh, so I, I went in Canadian and I came out intergalactic, <laughs> <laughs> but it was four hours right out of the shoot. And then we had to go to set and the set would go for like easily 12 hours in a day, you know? So it's like, these days are fucking crazy long and it was only, they filmed for like a month, but my part was probably about 17 days of filming. Um, but I remember waking up in the middle of the night because they take it off, you know, it's taken probably about an hour to take off. But you would wake up in the middle of the night just be like, fuck, like, is this shit still on me? Like, it's just freaking out. So it's like, you now, wake up, look at the mirror, and you just see blue. Like, yeah. ah, <laughs> who am I? your eyes and you're yeah. just back to normal. I am Zolar. <laughs> <laughs> Zolar is me. Yeah. So like, but you see those shows like uh, Star Trek and shit, right? Mm. Where you see like, those guys have been filming like a hundred seasons of being, uh, I forget the names of, but like, those prosthetics are insane. So it's like, dude, for that dude to go through that every fucking day for season after season after season, I was like, that's crazy. Those guys uh, are dedicated. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're getting a fat check. You know, oh, that's yeah, like for sure. totally worth it. But uh, yeah, that was my taste of that. And it was pretty surreal. So the movie was called Zolar. Uh, it came out on the WB Kids Network. It didn't get picked up. Uh, so it was kind of like a bittersweet thing because... If it would have got picked up, it would have been like a a life-changing course. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It would have been like a minimum of like 30 episodes. You're guaranteed like 30 to 50 grand an episode. And then you're in that industry at that point. Oh, yeah. You're like, it's like a bunch of doors are going to open. Yeah. Like, like, it's it's not just one project. Now it's like they know you got a resume. They know you got Mm -hmm. credentials, credibility, working producers in it. You're like, bro. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, like, after we did did the um, pilot, like I got agents after that, and then we were flying down to LA and like, you know, meeting, like auditioning, like it got real. And that's the part where it kind of got weird too, because I was like, <laughs> like, I bet, bro, I just, I just met you, bros. I don't even know what you guys are all about. Now you're fucking slinging me. I felt like a hooker, like you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, the, the guys, industry is kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, you felt you, you just you got an address to your phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm only as good as the money I make them. You know what I mean? And they, you know, if they don't, if I'm not working and and guaranteeing them a check and they'll find the next person but i mean that's just business it's fine but like as a as a kid still like because i was like um i was 18 i was still 18 i was Mm -hmm. doing that so and and it's not like my parents were coming with me or i had this support group coming with me it was pretty like we got it from here you know have you have you seen the spanish version of solar no, is it any good? It couldn't be worse than Did the original the Spanish version. Of it's Solar? it's a little bit better, I think. <laughs> Yo, you want to? You're 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 not fucking with me. It exists. No, yeah, it does. Dude, it does. How do you feel well, about that, Jordan? Uh, hey, we got now. I gotta watch it. Well, was this was this when you were living in TJ? Yeah, dude. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was from the WB, like I'm pretty sure I watched it. Like maybe like uh, uh fuck. It was before Netflix. It was called like. Uh, Ah, dude, fuck, I can't remember the name right now, but it was like Fox Kids, and then they turned into like this uh, weird ass fucking channel. Uh, I can't fucking remember right now, but 
I mean, these these uh Tony Hobbs kind of <laughs> got me right now. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, these black beers got me, bro. Dude, yeah. we got we got to see that Zolars. Yeah, I, I gotta watch that. Shit. I'm telling you, <laughs> hey. anything you watch in Spanish is slightly better than English. I don't know why. Anime is better in Spanish than in English. Oh, and yeah. and Jordan, I can't believe that I just heard that this is the first time that fitting the description actually works out in someone's favor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, god damn! <laughs> so when you were working for WB for Zolar, did you at least get to meet the frog? No, oh, nah, I didn't get all that. Well, it, it was in Canada, bro. It was in Canada. Ah, oh, true. Yeah, true. it is in Canada. I didn't. It was um, like I said, it was a pretty shoestring budget from like a pilot standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell, right. It was, you can tell from the effects. It was like hopefully shit. they picked this up, and that's when the real budget comes in, straight up. So I mean, you know, hindsight, thousands of these things are made every year to like pitch, and hopefully right. there's something there. But that's not the only um I'm a pretty good um uh pilot um actor apparently cuz I got I I did a couple more I actually did another pilot with Jason Lee. Oh shit. Called Damn. called Shred. This was years later. And uh Jason Lee. Is this a uh, Bruce Lee's kid? No, this was uh <laughs> oh, okay. Jason Lee from uh my we name is my boss. My oh. boss, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Jason Lee. So I, 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 this is after my name is Earl. I think stopped already. So he he was producing this um, pilot with Jack Black, and it was called Shred, and it was the John Johnsonson story, and uh, it's this pro skateboarder in the '80s that was at the peak of his career, and he slammed and went and got a concussion, or like he went into a coma, and he wakes up 25 years later. That kind of reminds me. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, kicking an old school for some mm-hmm. weird ass reason. It's because it's exactly the same concept. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Jason Lee is actually one of my favorite actors. I wish they could have finished My Name Is Earl. Yeah, I had to cut on the side because I already because um it does have they, a weird ending, huh? They, they they had an interview saying how it was gonna end, like they're like Earl's gonna meet like some woman doing the same list type of thing because somebody else got inspired like what he was doing and he realized he was never gonna finish the fucking list because you know yeah it was like that, but that's <laughs> one one. One of my favorite actors, and he looks like a fucking good guy. He's a good dude, man. He's really funny, and uh, for someone that's been through probably a journey that he's been through and uh, seen it all, sort of speaking, worked with the best of the best of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, some crazy A-listing shit. Mm-hmm. Incredible career, and just for him to be as humble as he is and, like, um, down to earth. I think that speaks in itself. The I'm, character in yourself to be able to endure all that and just be still be a normal dude, you know. Yeah. I feel it, man. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that, that's a shocker to me. I didn't even know he was Canadian, bro. For real. Who me or him? Oh, uh, 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 dude. Oh. Yeah, dude. I, I didn't know he was <laughs> Canadian. Oh, Lee's not Canadian. What? No, no, no. Oh, shit. I met him like down here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he okay. Ain't Canadian. Oh, he ain't so, Canadian. So, so then I was right. Yeah, that's the hop, that's the hops talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> a lot of beer no no because I, I do like a lot of canadian stuff dude like i think uh fuck trailer park boys is oh, the yeah. shit dude oh, oh damn it's fucking sick the canadians are been doing it all right drake yeah drake yeah justin bieber yeah canadian yeah, that's true Tor- that's, that's Tory just, lanes that's just yeah. like in the last decade for real mm-hmm. yeah Tory i think little yachty's from canada too honestly uh, he says he's know. from the six so whatever uh but what maybe i'm wrong six? That's um, that's Toronto. That's Toronto. Ah, uh-uh. yeah. 
I don't honestly. That's all I know. <laughs> Why did they call it six? I, well, that's I East know. Coast, dog. That ain't me. That ain't me. Um, dude, fucking legend, Jim Carrey. Exactly. Mike mm-hmm. Myers, Pamela Anderson. Uh, dude, there's there's a pretty lengthy list that all kind of did it big in Hollywood. You know what yeah. I mean? No, well, even then, like Canada, like their film is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Reynolds. Oh shit. Deadpool himself. He's Canadian. Yeah, Vancouver. What? He's from Vancouver. Yeah, and then I've been watching this show. Well, I I used too. to watch the show <laughs> called uh, Kim's Convenience. Is that is based out of Toronto, dude? Oh shit. Yeah, it's like this Korean family. Like I didn't even know there was Koreans in fucking Canada. Hey, that's a first for me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask. I gotta ask because this is Canadian. Um, French Canadians. Yep. What's the deal? What's the deal with the French Canadians? <laughs> that's a good question. I just got to know, bro. <laughs> hey. so South Park tried to describe it. But, but, but he's not from that it. side, bro. Nah, but I can tell you about French Canadians. So... This is how it was explained to me. And I have no bias, but it, it's they. Um, so they're from France originally, obviously. Oh, shit. As a settlement in Canada, uh, they still. I don't know. If they just they still are like feel like they're France, like from, they're like France, but representatives in Canada. And then there's the That's rest. Quebec, right? Yeah, Quebec and, and the surrounding. But it's like Canada's language. It's not like English is the primary language. It's English and French. Oh, okay. So it's so, like a dual yeah. primary language. So going in high school, it's like that you can go to French immersion, which is like, it's like basically like Span- in Mexico, like you Spanish and then mm-hmm. English if you want. I mean, yeah. you could go to French immersion where you only go to school and you're speaking in French. And speaking, yeah, in so, French. You, so you would have an option between like, all right, you want to go to French high school or yeah, English high school? Straight up. Or you could take French as an elective, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's, I mean, I fucking, I suck at French. And I was about to ask, do you know any French? <laughs> nah, nah, not a, not a lick. But I was on, I'm on the West Coast, so there's nothing there's no french going on where i'm nope it's like might as well be seattle (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) there's like no french going on all the way like so we have provinces which is like the equivalent to a state Mm -hmm. so we have british columbia alberta uh saskatchewan manitoba and then you kind of start getting into the french kind of zone so you got half a fucking length of a country before French really isn't becomes a thing. Yeah, basically, you know, and, and I just noticed they're like Adam Vancouver. Did they did they kind of have an accent? Like, do they say how boop that? Oh yeah, hundred oh, okay, percent. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I just hide mine really. Oh, well. not, really? I just haven't. I've been here longer than I've been there. So when I go back home, it's like after I have a couple two tree brewskis, then then the Canadian roots start it coming back. back out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look back at this podcast and try to see if I can find like, some accent sitting in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you'll you'll catch me if I get a little lazy with it. Then then uh, the A's come out. I sure. was gonna say the A's. That's like the did big you, thing. I, did yeah. I say it already? Nah, nah. Well, maybe like one or two. But like that's like the big thing in Canada. Like is like the a boot and the A's. Oh yeah. Oh, the accent is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it. I I fucking love it. But the craziest one is on the East Coast. So there's French, which you know is Quebec and the surrounding. But then there's the Far East, and it's like Newfoundland. And Newfies, I think, um, yeah. Would that really, be like like the South in the U.S.? Um, I guess you could say that, but they're like more Irish. Like, oh um, shit, so it's heavy. 
Yeah. So the Irish settlement was on the East Coast. It's like a fishing. It's like Atlantic, North Atlantic fishing community. And it's kind of like almost its own island. So we call them Newfies because it's just a big clusterfuck of like French, English, Irish accent. So they, they sound crazy like it's a whole nother language and it's like yeah i didn't didn't even know canadian could get crazier yeah (laughs) so i I went on i did a coast to coast tour and we ended up doing a demo in newfoundland and uh we call them newfies and dude i've never heard an accent like that i can't can't even duplicate it like it's 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 wild yeah yeah more more wild than a boston accent it's it's similar like (laughs) the idea idea of it is like wow like is this natural are you like really putting this on it's like it's so gnarly that you feel like there's no way that this is like do you really talk like that you're fucking with me exactly that's kind of how you feel like dude you're fucking with me right now did your parents really talk to you like this so my buddy's my buddy john taylor back home shout out john um he's like been one of my best friends since uh i was in like third grade but uh, he does incredible accents, and he has a really good Newfie accent. So he's like, he has some friends, I guess, where the chick, they're just really, like, they're heavy drinkers. The culture's heavy drinking. They're fishermen, so it's like commercial fishermen. They, they're just raw, raw dudes, raw right. people. So he was like, dude, I heard the funniest thing. is like my buddy and his wife were just going after it, and they were getting all hammered, and she just said, just try tin me by. <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> What? what the fuck? <laughs> and it meant like he, he, she was telling him, telling her to fuck her, like just try tin me by. And that was like, like that's that was, was tin like put a fish in a tin or just, what's that? Just well, throw it in me, like give me, me boy. like ah, give me that dick, <laughs> give me that dick. Yeah, that's just, what she was basically they just saying. Cut down like two yeah. or three syllables yeah. on just just try it. <laughs> try tin me by. So there's like Irish. And, oh, I heard it. Just, yeah, just, just throw, throw it in, in me, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. So, so like, they're cutting, like, so many syllables. And, right I, like, and I hate to use that as an example. I mean, it's fucked up. But it's, like, that's the only thing I can say. <laughs> well, that's, but the it like, that, that's what they sound like. It's, like, French, like a tr, tr, like, because it's not, like, three. It's, like, tree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then they have the Irish kind of hook at the end. They Boy. throw it in here? What's that? Did he throw it in? I'm him? sure he did. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's what it is. And then, like the French Canadians, uh, their accent's really thick too, and they can't pronounce like it's all French derived. But the French, like the true French, it's like the bastard children of the French. The so bastard. they say, you know what I mean? It's like they don't claim them either. And then there was at a time, I'm gonna get so much hate for yeah, this. They just hood hopping. But this is this like this is I'm just regurgitating what I was told growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sure, I don't have, sure. like I don't give a fuck, whatever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, my aunt, my aunt actually Louise is is French Canadian, so I should, I'm gonna hear it if she hears this. But um, from what I understand, it's like a harsher, more like intense french you know what i mean so it's like uh it's like uh rough i guess you could say it's like a rough french it's not like a nice it's not like a yeah, yeah. hey it's look like, at you oh you know what that kind of reminds me of our spanish over here in you know uh southern california compared yeah. to like the spanish in mexico, mexico. yeah yeah it's true because like oh we, we're harsh bro like we, we we cuss all the time like we just go straight to the point and over there they're like 
fluff it up and like make it sound all nice and shit. And it's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. So there you go. It's probably like, very similar. Like, you know like what, what we do is like, hey, wait. <laughs> but dude, when you go over there and it and it's changing now, like the the land the generations changed and it's more open mm-hmm. to this. But like I remember going to tours in Quebec. That's an amazing city, like Montreal. If you haven't been there, like put it on your list. It is fucking incredible city. I love it. But the older generation, if you cannot speak French, disgusted. Ooh. Disgusted. They won't even they'll be like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, honestly, I kind of <laughs> wish it was more like that here, you know, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Cause there's like a new generation and they don't like really speak Spanish. You're just like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, it's like your... it's like basically they look at you like you're a disgrace to the country. You know, what like, I mean? what's your name? Juan Gutierrez. Can you speak Spanish? Nah. It's no. just like <laughs> just disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, and I get it. I mean, that's that was that era, and uh, you know, times change. And fuck, I really wish I was smart enough to you know. Um, internalize French and retain the information, but I just couldn't do it. Nah, like, it's all right, bro. You, you don't, you don't <laughs> need that right. in Southern California. Definitely not. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you should learn some Spanish over here. <laughs> Fucking tried that too, man. <laughs> I can order Mexican food. That's about it. Hey, that's all you need. Some carne asada fries, some carne asada nachos. How do you feel about the carne asada? tacos, bro? The what? How do you feel like Tijuana tacos? Yeah, no, I'll fuck with some Tijuana tacos. It's been a minute since I've been down in Tijuana. I think the last time I was in Mexico, I actually ended up in Tecate. <laughs> That's a nice but, city, by the way. Beautiful. Super yeah. nice city. Yeah. Dang, that really was a pretty good pronunciation. <laughs> Thanks. I tried really hard. <laughs> he didn't hit me with a Tecate. <laughs> no, no, it's a really nice city, dude. I'm out. For everybody who's never been across the border like that, Ensenada's really cool. Rosarito's cool. Mm-hmm. TJ's a little fucking crazy, but it's nice. If but you stick to like the tourist side, then it'll be kind of yeah, nice. it's fucking crazy. But Takati, there you go. <laughs> hey, 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 that's dude, the most American way, it, right it, there. It's a nice town, this dude. It's, it's just it's so mellow. Like everything's just it's it's slow, dude. It's not TJ at all. Like it's I just a, a slow tempo. Like I mean, you got the they got the brewery right there yeah, yeah. Uh, like everything like the downtown is it's so cool dude like everybody passes by down they're, they're like oh hey good evening no, how you doing cool. like they got some kin folks down there yeah again, like, so like... N- nothing that you'd expect uh especially for a border town but mm-hmm. yeah well well we went there we went to tj originally to skate and then uh our, tu- our tour guides were like hey we got some spots over here so i was like before you know it we're just in Tecate, and they got spots <laughs> they got spots. All like see <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, spots, dude. I was stoked, but then they started realizing, like, shit, dude, I'm Mexico right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, shit, I, that's a day trip, I guess. I didn't know that before. That I was like, oh, I can just jump across the border here. That's cool. I'm down. Hell yeah! No, I hope you go uh, back to the border sometime soon, bro. I mean, I'll show you some breweries out there too. Maybe you guys can do a collab, dude. The scene with breweries, craft breweries down oh, there is popping. It's, it's it, it, it just beautiful. it jumped super hard just in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. I I knew about this. Uh, I told a lot of people about this, and I I wanted to get investors, man. I mean, I Louis, Louis was with me when this was happening, and like eight years later, boom, TJ. Brewing capital of fucking Mexico. Is that that's, that's yes? That's that's, that's a, that's a fucking fact. Now. All but right. It, it was pretty hard to get them to like you know like hey well, maybe you know we could do some, but most of them were just like nah. nah. No, I mean uh, when you're just some fucking weirdos like me and Louis, nobody wants to give you money. 
<laughs> and, and I, as you said, dude, getting the capital, man, that's, that's the main 50 thing. I bucks I had, bro. Hey, bro. Don't, hey, there's just as many fucking weirdos that got a shit ton of money. I'll tell you that. <laughs> huh. That is true. I was just watching the scene from Staten Island Kings when he's go go ahead and like walk walk that fool's like kids and shit. Remember, Louis? I, I showed you. I was watching King Staten Island. King Staten Island. That's what yeah, that, 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 that is a good movie. That's a good movie. That was a good movie. The like, so he sent you to walk the kids to school, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? Are you a weirdo? Oh, complete fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> He's all trying to get out of it. He's like, all right, good. You're good. You're good. That was right, a really I trust you. You're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> totally backfired, man. I had to bring that up since we're talking about weirdos because a weirdo will not say you're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, that was a really good to deny it. <laughs> hey, not to deter, but you got Canada on your forum, dude. You might be more Canadian than I am right now. I would love to visit Canada. I'm telling you, <laughs> Vancouver, if, if I didn't have my Dewey, I'm sure I could go. But hey, one day, ah, one day, Dewey, yeah, the Dewey, eh? We hey. want to talk about that? You, no, not really. That's all right. It's, it's all right. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, on high side, I I could definitely see Black Plague uh, having its own little tap room in TJ. I, I, oh, I can. See I, that I, too, I don't know like, when, but I mean, Revolution right now is packing with a lot of breweries. There's like a good five different tap rooms, all, all local. Uh, there's a couple of uh, imports too. Uh, but man, I'm telling you that that the, the beer scene out there is changing it's changing so fast that i mean the locals are not even keeping up that's crazy that's That's awesome that's amazing actually yeah i heard about it still pretty naive i guess to what's actually going on but we'll have to go down there oh big time cruise down and check it out speaking about speaking about black plague man how did you guys come about with your uh partnership with full metal burgers dude that's a good question you guys were sick and uh, we were, I mean, the, the, I met Ben, I don't know if you were there, but I was, I, was, <laughs> I, just, I just started working there. Like, all right. So I had signed on with them literally the day, I think like a day or two before the COVID lockdown happened. Oh, okay. So I had just signed the application and everything. I was just hired one day in. I did some computer work. And then after that, everything had to shut down. And uh, and then I think after that is when the whole like partnership with Black Flag happened. Yep, it was just natural, honestly. Like I met Ben at um, the first beer festival we went to, which was uh, Rhythm and Brews in Vista, mm. and uh, he was one of the food vendors there. And I was just like, bro, like Black Plague, Full Metal, same kind of vibe. Uh, you're a cool dude. Like if you are looking for like breweries to pop at pop up at like keep us in mind kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then sure enough he started getting on our rotation list as far as like um you know because we were rotating pre-covid we were rotating different like uh different vendors vendors. vendors. but it's it's heavy after a while it's like a lot of people flake a lot of people the flake day of and it's like when you're promoting that that dude's gonna be there then and right. they don't show up right it's like people are expecting them to be there so you got customers that are all pissed off and uh there's a sense of trust being broken right there you a know. little bit a little bit and i know shit bit. happens trucks break down this that and the other but it just wasn't always the case and you know some people were telling half truths and whatnot just to kind of squeal out of it Dude, and that then, happened at our last event as we had a couple people in like last minute you know, they couldn't make it. And a lot of people were there for them. You're just like, well, fuck. You know, like, I don't know what to tell you. They couldn't make it. And it's mm-hmm. just like, 
you feel like shit. You do. You, know? you feel like shit. You're just like, damn. It's like I... we promised them this, and then we could only give them that. We're yeah. like, yeah, we tried. Yep. We did. So we're going to compensate, do a little bit of things different here. But hopefully <laughs> you have fun. And it worked out that people did have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think most people are, are understanding for the most part, but it's still just like as it goes on and it happens more and more, yeah. you're just kind of like, dude, I'm, I'm kind of fucking done with this. You know what I mean? So once, you know, I think it was just before pre-COVID or was it COVID? It was just like, dude, we're done rotating. Like we want to find. I think it was during COVID because I remember Ben telling me like we have a sponsorship with or not a sponsorship, but a partnership with Black Plague. We're going to be there seven days a week because it was like during that time where it was mandatory where you needed food. Yep. Mm -hmm. To be able to serve, you know, serve. And Mm -hmm. it worked like, well, we need a place to sell food and they need food to stay open so it was just like a i guess like a perfect partnership type of thing straight up and and it was the best thing we ever did that we've been there yeah we've been yeah. there ever since honestly like and i mean you guys are killing it hopefully i'll be on site <laughs> i just hear people walk up to the booth like yeah, i hear about you guys more and more i'm like oh shit it's yeah. like they just ordering more food it's like yeah like word of mouth and then other people are like well i i come to black flag almost Every other day, and I see you guys right here, so I might as well try out the food, you know? Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Like, it's pretty, it's, it's, it looks like a good business relationship. Like, it's so fucking organic, like it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the branding's like, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking like, you know, black flag, full metal. <laughs> yeah. And, but just the way, you know, full metal burger with the pentagram and just the whole branding, just the whole vibe, it's just, it meshes super well. And the, the clientele, it's like one, it's like, yeah, it couldn't be a better relationship in my opinion. So, I mean, that's why we're we're working on our second tap room right now. And Black, or, I mean, uh, Full Metal Burger is like going to be the kitchen. Hopefully, if we can get past <laughs> the fucking city and the <laughs> landlord can sign the fucking lease, then we'll be off to the races. But you know, what it's I mean? just a matter of time now. Man. Just a matter of time. Yeah. I got faith. I got faith, brother. We got this. You but uh, wherever wherever we land, we end up. But um, exactly, super organic, just super good people um and uh you know it just works and and it streamlined a lot of things because you don't got a headache anymore of people like flaking last mm-hmm. second or you know you don't have to worry about a food or or, cetera, or, yeah. or the people like hey we want fridays like we've been doing mondays and tuesdays and they suck and it's like yeah i, I you know no one getting hammered and partying on monday like i get it like i'm sorry <laughs> unless you know it's I mean? uh bruce <laughs> me and louise and... unless you're here yeah, at come party. Week, yeah. Day, bro, where i'm yeah. like yeah yeah <laughs> You know, but it's like that, you know, like Sunday and then Monday, back to where Monday through Wednesday is like the grind. And then Thursday, they start, everyone starts to loosen up. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's popping again. So that's just kind of like the natural, you know, rotation of, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the traffic. But, you know, um, just working with one vendor, like we were scared to do it because a lot of people are like, you're going to, you know, you're going to shoot a lot of people. You're going to shoot yourselves in the foot. People aren't going to want to work with you this that and the other and it's like well fuck, i don't you know we got a solid group like full mills fucking solid brand like how do you get sick of burger it's like pizza right (laughs) yeah it's not just a burger it is a really fucking good burger and the napalm burger which i i'm embarrassed to say i only had for the first time like a couple weeks ago remember it's not just a burger it's a full metal burger it's a full metal burger (laughs) there you go hail satan (laughs) we've had a couple of uh literally a couple and it's 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 like you know two three old ladies 
They're just like they get all scared because of the pentagram. Oh, for sure. I, it's just at that point where I'm just like, dude, just flip the fucking star just like that. Slightly. Yeah. It's not a pentagram anymore. Is it's that a star what, now. Is that what the like, star is hey, called? A pentagram? Yeah, when it's an upside down star, it's a pentagram. Can't you just do like the Star of David for them? That's why I say is like only if they're Jewish. You, you turn it Jewish. and you're like, hey, Mazel Tov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. I love it. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's so sick. And it's like, it's crazy. You know, it's it's just funny to me when people take it like so, you know, personally and like, ah, my faith. Like, just I'm like, bro, it's a fucking burger. Like, <laughs> just smear the fucking sauce in your fucking. <laughs> just, <laughs> just close it. it. <laughs> yeah, just close it, dude. God damn, Louise, that makes a whole lot of sense. That's, that's, that's probably why the burgers are so goddamn good. Satan's in that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every burger is sacrificed. Sin- <laughs> sinfully good. Yeah. If it's not Satan, it's Baphomet. Yeah. So, we're, but I'm Mexican, so it's Baphomet. Baphomet. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, dude, the food's A1 and it keeps getting better. And the fucking napalm burger, which is only available on Sundays, mm-hmm. if you haven't had it, I still have yeah, it. Dude, it's fucked up good. Damn. Like, I was texting all that. y'all fools. If I didn't text you, I'm sorry. I'll text I you see. now. But like, <laughs> Tavo, Ben, everyone, I was like, dude, this burger's fucked up good. I can't believe I'm, this is the only time oh, I've like, had fire. it. <laughs> I had it too. That shit's well, now, now you got to try the different patty, that uh, that grass-fed patty, or uh, is it uh So that was just it? a little sample. But that damn, dude, that guys. beef was like So that, that was notch. a sample. One of I think one of the one of the guys that goes to pick up the hops or the leftover wheats after you guys oh, use them. Oh, yeah. Vince. Yeah, yeah, he he came through and that he was left from us him? a couple of, I don't know, I'm not sure. Who it was, was ground beef. It was yeah. ground beef. All right, yeah. So so that's it the was dude. That beef was. Was it good? Oh my it's god, very, dude. It's, it's very good. There we go. It's very Let's good. Let's go. I think man. they're not like a USDA approved yet. Yeah, that's, that's I think that's like the only problem. Dude, the COVID vaccine is not FDA approved, and people are just getting it. So. <laughs> it it uh, I think it just barely did. today. Today, yeah. oh really? Uh, not today. all of them. But Pfizer? Pfizer. Today. Yeah, it was Pfizer just got no the FDA full approval today. It went from like the whole like emergency for like, all right, people should get it standpoint to like, all right, it's fully approved. Now everyone should get it. God damn. Dude, well, I, I, mean, I, had, I hate to be that guy, but I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I oh, got to take a piss, man. I thought yeah, you were going right, to say dude. like. Bro, that's a lot no, of beers. No, no, no. No, nah, we, we can still keep going. Yeah, I mean, we, we almost killed that whole rack that was here at the bro, table, we, dude. We it killed just... two cameras, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, they <laughs> are dead. It, it slowly just Why kept on moving down. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> is that a wrap now? Like, do we uh, do? Just uh, right uh, not necessarily, I'm, but it's it's almost getting to that point. I guess I'm going to give a shout out to the sponsors that would do this, right? Look. Oh, yeah, big time. Everybody out there who, who listens to the segment, go check out Black Plague. Go check out Full Metal Burgers. Burgers so damn good, you don't even need fries. So fuck around and find out. <laughs> they just ain't any burger. It's a Full Metal Burger. It is a fucking Full Metal Burger. And these beers, they ain't just regular beers, man. Like, this this Gothica is not just a regular Mexican L. It's a Black Plague Mexican L. So yes, sir. You got to check them out for real one time, Shout two out. times. Jordan, what's the address for the Black Plague? Appreciate y'all. Uh, it's two five five zero Jason Court in Oceanside. Yeah, and if you guys don't know exactly where that's at, that's uh, near that elementary school on the way out of Oceanside, Maryland. Almost, yeah. You know, you know where you're hitting up Oceanside Boulevard, then you're on your way to Vista. You almost hit the Melrose Station, right, right, right before the AM PM, right before that bitch. You see the school right there on the left. Make that right. Oh, you that's know what? It's, it's not an AM PM anymore. I think it's a shell now. It is a shell now, actually. Fucking yeah. a. 
Time. Before <laughs> before that shell where where the sprinter stops in that backside in the whole uh uh fucking business center area, mm-hmm. go find Black Plague. They just Google that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah we we're not good at directions. Yeah, we fucked that up. <laughs> I just said, nah, you're all right. You're all right. You're all right. It's like right there, like you know, two brothers middle me. Oh yeah. Make that left. No, you make it right instead. Mm-hmm. And then bam. There it is. Bam. Mm-hmm. Hey, but honestly, it for it, it's kind of crazy how much support we've gotten over the years. Shout out to all the supporters, by the way. But it's like we are not it's like off the beaten path. Yeah, it's like, like that it one side of ocean side that you like hardly go to. Yeah, it's like a tri city. There's not a whole lot going on over there, you know, but Luckily, we are backed up to a, uh, a couple residential pockets, yeah. so it's like for them, it's like cool. What we got a a bar basically right here, like and we can roll home. You know what I mean? Stumble home. It's like perfect for them. So it's like our direct community is fucking awesome. Like every it, like everyone is so fucking cool. We got really awesome regulars. Really stoked. I know I don't show my face too much. After hours, but that's because I got kids that I got to get home. No, that's all right. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're there in the morning. So, you I did mean, a, after there, that whole 10 hours step a day. right there with the skateboard throwing out your back, God mm-hmm. damn, bro. Yeah, yeah I got to put that on ice after yeah. sitting in front well, of my I, computer for 10. I, I, I got to ask, man, before we, we uh, leave out from this podcast episode. Uh, so, I, I know you just started sponsoring a couple of skaters, you know, through Ooh. Black Plague. But uh, what was what was the whole concept about that? And I mean... Uh, to me, that's the first time I've ever heard of a brewery actually sponsoring skaters. So I, I kind of want to know just a little bit more about how that all came about. Well, we're kind of cheating because the sponsorship we do, like, it's like ambassadors. And it's because, for the most part, all of them are, uh, you know, um, minority investors in the brewery. So it kind of was like a natural shoe in. It's like, all right. It takes a team. It takes a synergy of everybody to like promote this thing and get behind it. So um, anything that they got going on, it's like we we're down to support it. You know what I mean? It goes both ways. So it's like that's that's the extent of like the sponsorship, but it's more of like an ambassadorship. You know? So it's like, hey, you got an event coming up. You guys need some beer, like some gear. You know, need some gear. You want to rep? Blah blah blah. We're down. Let's go. Let's get after it. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily like a sponsorship per se. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to say like, we, we call it an ambassadorship, so to speak. Okay. But, but, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's just nice. It's like, we're all adults. We like to drink beer. It's not like crazy excessive, but it's like, you want to support each other. And it's like, you know, if you're going to have beer, like make it our beer. You know what I mean? If you're out there, Getting after it's like it's an opportunity to, you know, support the brand and show off the brand, and it's it's an extension of you. You're involved with it, so it's like, why wouldn't you want to be proud of what everything that we are and what we're like, you know, trying to grow and be? It's like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to reinvest in the brand that you're invested in. It's like, let's promote it all together. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a team to make it successful. So um, everyone's got behind it pretty well. And uh, we just got to keep it going. No, I like that, dude. And uh, I hope that uh, hopefully Tony makes a new fucking game where it's more Grand Theft Auto and you could actually go to some <laughs> type of bar and just pick up a fucking uh, so, yeah, <laughs> Black if Plague. If I get like a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater game and I go to Black Plague to have a beer. 
and they go outside and get a burger and then go yeah, get some yeah, raps. Yeah, yeah. 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 give your character some energy and yeah. shit, and then he's ready to go fucking straight again. Oh, you should do that. Yeah, and it's like like a, a like a like a hail Satan thing, and then like fucking lightning bolts come. <laughs> hey. and you get all fired up, and then the horns come out. That'd be sick, dude. If I did a video game, that'd be in there for sure. Or like a skateboard straight from hell after yeah. like the Pentagon just rising, like, just levitating yeah. and shit. Like, right, you get the, the ground, skateboard and just, just start you. shredding. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Skeleton hands. <laughs> it'd be like the high score and then you have Jordan right there or, or imagine like your, your characters like skating all kind of like buzz and it's a little harder like that would be sick too. and the logo for that deck coming straight from hell will be that one yeah there you go beers make friends and beer <laughs> makes friends for real that's beers a fact that, that's not just a saying that's a that's a real fact yeah yeah 100% 100% oh um, man Dude, I was gonna add on to that, but then I told you. Yeah. Right, it's, it's all good, man. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, but if you want to add on, I mean, okay, one more time before we leave, uh, you want to let them know where they they can find you or any of your guys' products at? Yeah, so uh, we're uh, a craft brewery in Oceanside. Proud. Um, we just turned four, four year anniversary in June. Uh, we're distributed through our distribution partners um, in Southern California the state of Arizona and soon to be in um, Nevada, Las Vegas, Lake Tahoe, um, and then Northern, Northern California, Sacramento up to uh, Redding and everything East. So, uh, and then we do direct to direct to consumer shipping through the state of California, um, Nevada, uh, DC and Alaska of all places. Oh, so, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, right. Uh, district, um, direct to consumer law, like state laws are pretty, um, beer specifically is like one of the most regulated substances, uh, in the country. So it really is like, it's not just federal law, but it's state to state law that you have to be compliant with. So every state has their own regulations as far as importing into the state and whatnot. State guidelines and whatnot. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, red tape, I guess, if you will. So. Those are all the states that allow it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hoping to expand. There's a bill right now with Oregon to where um, if it passes and um, California or Oregon's allowed to trade in California, then we will be allowed to trade in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So we'd be able to ship to Oregon at that point. Mm-hmm. But because California doesn't allow other states to ship alcohol into it, that's that, that that card's off the table for now but it's all right so all, all the homies out there in portland just yeah. keep your hopes up yeah. and give Fingers it a little crossed. bit more time we're, we're we're monitoring as it unfolds so hopefully the bill passes soon and we're able to uh you know distribute direct to consumer out to oregon as well so no, the way great. oregon's been going out with their political laws just changing radically like it, it's gonna happen it's just inevitable inevitable yeah time, yeah <laughs> yeah it's all evolving right now and it and it's honestly it's kind of crazy um, that um, beer of all thing is is so regulated because you for the most part out of most states you can ship wine direct you can ship spirits direct in you know thirty two states you know what I mean so it's like you can you can ship that fine but like beer it's like nah oh it's but, probably because like, beer like goes to waste a little bit faster maybe well traditionally the margin because it's it, it, there's not as big as margin so there wasn't like that like hey we're gonna you know we there wasn't that need to ship because it wasn't like such a high profitability margin so i don't think like um 
the associations involved like didn't lobby early on to like really pass it to be able to do that whereas like wine and spirits like they've been lobbying lobbying since the early 80s to be able to ship into all these other states that, that so that's true so they really rallied and got their shit together like decades ago and craft beer or beer was just like eh, whatever <laughs> so now we're like late to the table but we'll get there for sure A- any uh social media tags you want to throw out there shit yeah just follow uh at black plague brewing and then uh if you give a shit about anything that's going on in my life you can follow uh at jordan hoffert uh, that's pretty straightforward right there. Yeah. Just following <laughs> it today, bro. Mr. Solar in the flesh. Yes, sir. Yeah, at Zolar. Yo, did they change any names or anything for the Spanish version? Or is it still the same? Uh, it's the same shit, bro. It's just like different pronunciation. Instead of Zolar, it was Solar. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically just Solar. <laughs> but with the Z. Yes, sir. I love it, dude. Dude, well, uh, I have one more question. One more question. All right. Question. question. <laughs> I have one Damn, more question. You're really rolling in it on that one. <laughs> wish, I've never Dude, seen Louis piece. drink this much like usual. Bro, it's been honest. a while, man. He's getting a little I messy. Think, I there. think the last time I drank this much was on Saturday. Honestly, that new and my darkest sour you guys have with those new berries. Yeah. Nick's that berry. shit is fucking great. Amen, like brother. It. Yeah, it's it's number one in the tap room right now. Oh, shit. I think no we way. just we actually right. just sold out. Fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it came and it's come and gone, dude. That's so. that's that's always good news. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, uh, Louis, shoot the question. What is the craziest or funniest story you have so far? In regards to what? Anything. Fuck. Fuck. It could be skating. It could be, <laughs> be black flag. All right, all right, all right. With skating and with black flag. Okay. Shit, dude. That's a tough question. The funniest or craziest story. Or, yeah, one one or the other. Dude, how are you going to do me like this right now? I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) How are we going to do it like this? Do you so, want me to paint you all blue and give you a finger? Dildos? I mean, that's a good story, dude. I don't know how you beat an intergalactic alien that saves the planet. You know, like that's pretty good. I don't know how to outdo that one. Uh, shit, dude. I don't want to feel dead space here, but I'm drawing a blank. I really it's am. Good. It's like from we're the all, early, we're from all the early. Early. It, it, It's cool, man. That, up, um, this beer that you brewed, man. That, that, Grand opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awkward silences are. Cool That's here. your ammo, <laughs> dude. I'm kind of embarrassed. Dude, I, I love like it I when there's have... awkward silences, man. I feel like I should have this backed up already, dude. Like, all, right, all, right, all right, let's narrow it down. What's What's the craziest or funny story you have regarding Black Plague? Funny, crazy story. All right, guys, it's gotta be one of the parties, dude. Honestly, Woo! it's gotta be. We had so many fucking crazy ones. Okay, so here, here's. I don't know if it's crazy, but it's crazy. I mean, we, I mean, we went all out. So like early on, right. We, we did, um, or we're doing, we have a secret society program. So it's like under wraps, people paid like 500 bucks to be a part of it. And we shut down the uh, brewery and we just do a private event for them. And I remember for hazy scandal, like, um, one of our core beers, I didn't bring it. I fucking blew it. But, uh, (laughs) for the release of that beer, we did a 
uh like a everyone signed a certificate and they basically like sold their soul to the brewery <laughs> <laughs> and we did like a the seance <laughs> yes. Well, they, they didn't know about that because it wasn't like in between the lines, you know, the fine print. I think yeah. they found out when they, had print, it, yeah. when they had it, like sign it with their blood, you know, yeah, signatures. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we, uh, we, we used to spend so much time and energy and elaborate, like making these, these like parties, you know, and it was awesome. And but it was just after a while, you just kind of lose, lose uh, the creativity and it, life happens, but business happens. But uh, uh, at the time, it was like, um it was a release for this beer it was a secret society party uh we shut off all the lights we probably had like six seven hundred candles lit on all these tables like it was fucking crazy like straight out of a scene from like, like uh, eyes wide shut yeah straight up that's what i was thinking right there was everybody wearing like a, a the, mask the, the fucking black plate oh yeah 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 we were in the back room we had a big ass fucking pentagram on the ground like, Damn, where's Full Metal when you need him? Where was Tom straight, Cruise? In we would have done it. Straight, <laughs> hey, we would have done it with straight ketchup, bro. Tom Cruise might have been there. Crashing the party yeah. again. Yeah. He's coming. Like, yeah. yeah, he was over there jumping on the couch. <laughs> he was jumping on the couch for sure. Uh, uh you get a car. You get a, was that over? <laughs> that's over. <laughs> but that's where he did there, it, right? He was jumping on the couch and over. That was inside it. there was a Scientology book yeah. by fucking Joseph Smith. And I got hit with the taxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> all that. It's all happened at the party. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone showed up. They had to put their keys and their wallet and their phone. They had to, not the wallet, the keys and the phone away because it was like yeah. private, doors locked. Everyone comes in. They yeah, have don't a, you tag us. They have a space on the in, on the pentagram. Everyone st- stands. We had a pedestal and like a whole thing on the stage. Uh, lights are off. It's just the candle lit. We have the speakers on. We have the fucking um, smoke machines going off. And the plague doctor comes in the room. And we were some like friars with our hoods up. And we come in. And uh, we get on stage and we do this whole like eyes wide su- uh, eyes wide shut like mm-hmm. um, ceremony ceremony. And dude, like we wrote out a script and it was over the li- loudspeaker and it was like dubbed the plague doctor dubbed like it was pre recorded or whatever. But uh, we did this whole thing and at the end, it was to present. We were in, we were basically doing like a beer Olympics. Game night. Oh shit! Damn. So they everyone had to have a team with break into teams, and they had to do all these like um, Olympic style like drinking games. <laughs> and we had a championship belt that we made that had like Black Plague and like uh, some like a winning team mm-hmm. won it for the MVP. We had this big trophy cup and everything. So after the ceremony, we we're like, let the games begin, and then like the whole vibe changed, and it was like DMX like party up in here. <laughs> And we pull off the fire costumes and we have fucking um, referee jerseys on with whistles. And it just turned into this crazy fucking fratish kind of party, you know? But, like, <laughs> it was everyone from 21, legally, and all the way up to, like, mid to late 40s, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone was partying together. And it was just, like, Nigel was there with his whole crew. And, uh, you know, all our, our local supporters. And it was just really early on. And I don't even know if it was legal, to be honest with you, the way we did it down. It was like keg stands and, f- like, the world's longest flip cup and all these crazy events going on. And it was just like... beer pong? Oh, yeah. I mean, we had, like, fucking everything you could think of in the moon. Everyone got so fucking trashed. It was awesome. It was just, like, beers on beers and beers on beers. 
and it was probably just like one of the most surreal moments like just seeing everybody like being able to bring everybody together and that would normally like just the most random crowd i guess you could say that we're all coming together and just down for this cause no matter what it was and what we threw at them but the whole like um what would you call it like uh ordeal like what would you like the whole production of it like it was so over the top you know what i mean and uh i guess for me it was like crazy but we were kind of proud of that moment as well because it was like it was like a party that you would talk about and no one would believe you that right. happened. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, it was like one of those, you had to be there. You had to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was probably like a hundred people there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was the time where it was, it was a fucking time. Everyone had an amazing time. And, uh, um, yeah, that kind of just kicked, that just kind of set the tone after that, you know, of like <laughs> what black plague was. And it was kind of started people talking about it in that kind of light, you know, like, dude, they do that these crazy like eyes, eyes wide shut like crazy <laughs> theme party yeah. like, dude fucking tom cruise was there tom jumping cruise on the couch there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? and there's st- there in the beer lounge it, start, it started to seed all these legends about the brewery you know what i mean I whether that. whether or not they were true like i don't know but you had to be there you had to be there dude yeah, you don't really yeah. talk about it so yeah. that would probably be like we we had a few parties after that were fucking equally as crazy in their own right um, but that was the one that kicked it off, and that was just like, okay, this this is black. <laughs> this fucking, is black plague right yeah. here. Yeah, dude, I was standing on a pentagram, and I had to sell my soul to the fucking brewery, and then Somebody I was doing the fucking back. cake stands with Nigel after that, and I won a championship belt and drank fucking hazy IPA out of a championship no, cup. It was awesome. Somebody in the back be like, "This is the best five hundred fuck ever." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight up, yeah. Straight For real. up. Yep. Oh, so I don't know that that's all I could come up with. But that's, that's a crazy, pretty man. Yeah, I, I wish you guys that actually was like crazy. Yeah, because I, I want to be a part of that. Party. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> we have a video on Instagram, unless they flagged it and took it took it down. But this, <laughs> the video gets me hyped up because we're playing the DMX song in the video. Hey. It's just like yeah, but it starts as like this boom 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 like secret society with the smoke and shit and the plague doctor coming out and the candlelight and it's like. This terrifying, like, what the fuck's happening right now? And then it just turns in. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. That was my that was my story. Yeah. Oh, well, you got you gotta let us know for the next one, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll make sure full metal's all up in there and we we do it like a collaborative effort for it for sure. Dude, we'll draw a pentagram with tapatio and ketchup, bro. <laughs> I'll just wait for the goat to come up. Oh, that's story. perfect. That's perfect in practice, guys, dude. Breakfast Good, with some tapatio and ketchup. Mm. That's the way to go. Yeah, man, we'll sacrifice a goat and then make some birria. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Ooh, oh, birria yeah. never goes wrong. Birria never goes wrong. We're yeah. going to cook up the goat? Yeah. Dude, the yeah. goat's about to cook you some goat. Wait, bro. are you telling me you never had birria? Nah, I mean, never had it. Wow. Well, it's, it's like, uh, what, what, is, what would you say? It's what like, is a, it? like a stew? <laughs> dude, dude. Once we get a brick and mortar, I'll make you some birria, bro. Okay. <laughs> I'll make you some beers. Yeah, it's like a stew, like even... like like a goat stew. Bro, it's, it's similar to like chili Colorado, chili Colorado, but with way more flavor. It'll change okay. your life. Okay. <laughs> Especially on some tacos with some cheese. Oh, <sighs> yeah, you gotta have I, the tacos and cheese in there. Yeah, I can't even go into it right now, dude. I'm I'm starting to get hungry. There it is. It's that time for the fourth meal right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm about to sacrifice the tacos to buffalo man. 
<laughs> you gotta throw that on the menu, dude. It's a good name. So, Big so, time. man. Thank you. But, uh, dude, Jordan, thank you so much for coming through, man. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. For real. Thank you so much. Hey. Uh, do, you, do any of you guys have any last thoughts? Any last shout outs? Uh, no thoughts at all besides this, uh, you know, trying to get another uh, Tony Hawk. It's right there. Birdhouse IPA. You know, you know, you know what the funny thing is? The Tony Hops is the same color as your microphone right now, bro. It's uh, yeah, it, it is calling me, but I, I, I got to wait till we're off of the air. But Jordan, thanks again, man. Thank you for bringing this, this great beer for us tonight. And I, man, we, we yeah. wish you nothing but more success yeah, uh, in us, these I, next couple of years. I appreciate the stories. I appreciate the content you brought to the table. I appreciate you as a human being, the value you accomplished, and still keep yourself as your own, like, genuine human being, no matter who you met. Because, you know, with other people that go, like, into different industries, like, how it changes them. Mm. Like, for, I could say, like, the worst, but they could say it better for them. But you, oh, at, at this point, you're telling me you always kept the real from the jump start, and, like, you appreciate everything that came along and you appreciate all the people and all the business partners that came along and make the dream happen. Yeah. Little Graz, man. Hey, for, hey appreciate that, that. That, that's that a Canadian a in him. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> that takes yeah. a lot of balls right hey, there, bro. Got it from my mama. <laughs> Shout out to all the mothers right there. <laughs> I love you, mom. Love you, mom. 100%. Love you, mom. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, thanks again for uh, stopping by, and I hope you actually enjoyed uh, hanging out with us over oh, here to take the podcast. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I'll be sleeping right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that, that's fun. what I was wondering, man. I was looking at this. I was like, man, this guy's probably gonna be back uh, he, in the morning. He, he's man. tired, bro. He started uh, at five in the morning, and hey. he'll probably do it again tomorrow. Hey, we're all good. Now nah, I'm gonna skip tomorrow for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing but a, a, a AP meeting in the morning. How much money I owe people tomorrow morning? <laughs> <laughs> that AP stands for I Hey, it's not even gonna be in person. He's gonna be doing a Zoom and shit, laptop on the bed. I'm like, all right, guys, yeah. <laughs> let's, get, let's get after it. <laughs> right. Victor Bruce, do you guys have any last thoughts? Um, Just that beard, dude. Just that beard. Shout out to Black Play. Shout out to Full Metal. I haven't haven't gave a shout out to Dripper Bono just yet. Like, thank you for all the gear that you shot me. Bam. There you, there you go. Oceanside Sippers. Oceanside Sippers. He doesn't stop right there. He he already made Prince for Vista, Escondido, San Marcos Sippers, North County. He got North it. County. Got yeah, it. bro. <laughs> and no, yeah. Shout out to to John Dribble Urbano, bro, because he he made me uh, realize that I like gray and red together, bro. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I can't wait. Drip Urbano, which just means urban drip, but Urbano is in Spanish. Yep, it's one of our sponsors right there. Officially, unofficially, like the way we say is the Kick It Podcast is unofficially, officially North County Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got to teach you a little bit of Spanish, Jordan. All right. For sure. We definitely got to hit Mexico. Yeah, we'll get we'll a couple more beers. So from then now we'll on, your name is Jordan. It's Jordan. Jordan. I still call you Jordan. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> I thought it was Horden. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. I guess uh, it's Horden. It's like La Jolla, right? You're talking the same, same shit. The J is silent. <laughs> Second A. All right, fellas. I appreciate With that being y'all. Said, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for another night here at the Kick the Podcast. This is uh, Monday night. We're going to go on for another one on Wednesday. Keep in mind, this is the final episode coming up for this le- for this season coming up here. 
I say it's the last season. It's not going to be the last season. We just got more works to come up with. Hey, man, fuck around. We'll do some camera work. Fuck around. We'll do some music work. Fuck around. We'll get more connections. Fuck around. We'll bring more people like Jordan right here. Bring in more genuine connects. Um, boom, bada, be. What the fuck else you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I say, hey, yo, thanks. We appreciate every fan and follower that we do have. I appreciate the likes on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitch, wherever you can find us. Hell, I don't even know how some of these people find us in Europe sometimes. Hey, <laughs> you catch us on our OnlyFans, and we're not going to get banned because we ain't giving you no porn. Yeah. Not until October comes around. That sexual <laughs> content from Louis is going away. I told you to buy it at cheap price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OnlyFans about to go out of business for real, though. You got to buy low and sell high. Yeah, buy low, yeah. sell high. As soon as I heard that, I was like, dude, they're, they're done. You they're heard, done. You heard yeah. Tyga's going to try to make another site that's going to try to do the same thing they did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this uh-huh. With that being said, the ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate all the views. I appreciate all the likes. Yo, stay tuned. Thank you for for thank you for tuning in with us. Thank you for sipping up with us, and thank you for kicking it. Jeez. Hey, yes, sir.